Hello, listening people. Hello. You're listening to Spin Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I am one of your hosts, Ryan Swinski. And I'm the other man, Bartek. Oh, is that a callback to the man with Eugene Levy that we did a couple episodes ago? That's exactly it, because when I, if I were to say I'm the man, they'd be like, well, hold on, that's that's probably either Sammy or Eugene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, or not Sting, but... <laughs> Bartek, we're, we're spin Polish, likingly, because we're always spinning, and we both happen to be Polish. That is correct, isn't it? Oczywiście, which means, of course, in Polish. I I know. Didn't have to explain it. So. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You know, when, when you have a co-host that speaks Polish, sometimes you forget that yeah. you're not that special. <laughs> Boing! Um, we are doing a show on Appreciate Masterpieces, in which we present to you a feature-length audio commentary track for a movie that seemingly doesn't deserve an audio commentary track. And that's, what? that's right. We say seemingly because society says, hey, no. And we say, hey, yes. Or hey, yeah, as the song was once said. Ah, by Outcast. Was that who it was by? You're talking about the one that goes, hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outcast. <laughs> I like how you know that. You're like, oh, yeah, Outcast, my favorite band. <laughs> I know two songs by No, three songs by them. That's way more than <laughs> anyone does. That's more than Outcast knows. Fun fact one of their songs was one of the rhythm sections in Shark Tale, the video game. I thought you were going to say in GTA. <laughs> I don't think they're in GTA. Are you sure? I hope they they're are. They're more of a Saints Row kind of band. But maybe I don't know. Bartek. <laughs> yes. Uh we are doing movies that society says no 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 to, but we're saying yeah 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 to because they deserve more love, more appreciation because film is art and we are art connoisseurs. We are knights of the Templar searching for the relics of Time Forgotten Masterpieces. Bartek, what is the film we're covering? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The film that we are covering... I was trying to say a completely different word, but I have no idea what word. The film that covering? we are... I was going to say, like, cuff, cuffing, covering. I don't know what. Anyway, the film that we are covering... Cuffer... Maybe. The film that we are loving in this <laughs> episode is Inna Kobieta. Repeat that one. Inna Kobieta. Sounds like you're saying Enough! <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting I haven't actually Enough Kobieta I haven't thought about this But it kind of has like A Japanese thing going there That first word Because it's I-double-N-A But you have to kind of Pronounce both ends Individually Inna Ah Inna Inna Kobieta It reminds me Randomly An aside In the film Wonder Woman With Gal Gadot There's a scene in which uh, a general is yelling at another general, but they don't, like, have that bit where the other general says something. So it's like the actor sitting down and then he goes, Enough, Ludendorff! And it's like, there's no anything for him to react to. And that's what the enough... So, Bartek, what does this all translate into? For those who don't speak Polish, I do, of course. Yeah, of course you do. As do you. I know what you're saying. But for the dum-dums listening out there, the the dum-dum people, what are you saying? Inna kobieta means different woman. Not a laugh, Ludendorff. <laughs> different woman, Ludendorff. <laughs> different woman, Ludendorff. By the way, I don't think either of us have seen Wonder Woman. <laughs> no. no, we haven't, but we both know that moment. Enough! What is the, the different woman? We're doing the different woman. Is that a... Famous French film? It is The Different Woman. 
You know what? Different... Or is it actually a Polish film? Who knows? Different woman. It's it's just not ringing a bell. It's like, I guess they're talking about some other woman. The other woman. Oh, the other woman. From, That's the from the year in which we were finishing up university and had no excuse not to go see the other woman in the cinema, two thousand and fourteen. Well, my excuse was that I was finishing up university. No, that's not an excuse. Oh, okay. Fair I enough. was there with you. You had no excuse. Yeah. I was watching you hobbling around with back injuries, and I'm like, no excuse, no excuse, and you're like, you're right, you're right. <laughs> I need surgery, but you're right. And I, I'm like, stared, that's correct. I am right. I stared you right in the knee because my back couldn't straighten up to look you in the eyes and said, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, and tears rolling <laughs> down your cheeks. We are doing The Other Woman from 2014, the classic Kate Upton film. It also stars um, Nikola Ke- Tesla, something or other, the guy from Game oh, of Thrones. that Nikolai... Costa... Uh, Walder. Walder Landau or something? <laughs> <laughs> Is he relating to Martin Landau? I would fucking love if that Scandinavian motherfucker was related to Martin Landau. That would be great. Um, We're doing The Other Woman with Cameron Diaz and Leslie Mann. So you guys at home should grab a copy of The Other Woman from 2014, the American film classic, one of the final films that Cameron Diaz offered us before she decided to run off from Hollywood. And let's just be fair, right, because this is jumping way ahead. I found YouTube comments from And people YouTube. were saying they're very sad that this is her last film. Well, the title of the trailer video was calling it a Nicki Minaj film. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and Nicki Minaj is in this too, who... We'll get into that as well. Get your copy, because I'm going to do a countdown from three. I'm going to go down to one, then I'm going to say play, and you're going to press play at the same time, and we'll be lined up, hopefully, as we talk about the cinematic classic, The Other Woman. So get ready, because I'm going to start this in three, two, one, play. So Bartek, what was your lack of an excuse for not seeing this in the cinema? Because I know that you didn't see it in the cinema. Because you would have asked me to go with you. You would have been like, Ryan, I need to see the other woman with you and my mother. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's how it works. Uh, I can't can't answer that, Ryan, but I will tell you that I I recall the trailers for this film. Oh, you do? I do. Now, that's shocking, because just to give a bit of clarification on some things of why it's shocking, this came out the same year as Annie from 2014, so mm-hmm, these yeah. were her last two films, and I I think I remember very clearly that you did not remember any advertising for Annie at that time. I had to kind of conjure it into, your, mem- yeah, into your memories of that was also advertised heavily. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm surprised I that you saw the advertising for this one. I thought you might have been Cameron Diaz blind. No, I know for Annie I knew about the Midnight Screenings episode, but for this I remember seeing the trailers. Wow. Because I guess it just had the What impression. movies were you seeing where you saw the trailers for this before them? Were you just sitting hmm. down and you're like, Nightcrawler it is. And then it's just like, Cameron Diaz. I did see Nightcrawler, but that was at the end of the year. I saw that in late November. Were you saying this wasn't up for the Oscar season? I have no idea when this was out. <laughs> the Oscar season. Um, for oh God, did... Cameron Diaz in memoriam of Korea. <laughs> what other... T- was that god-awful Godzilla film from yes. 2014? Maybe there? Uh, I think that was at the start of 2014. Probably, yeah. Wow, maybe. Maybe it was for Whiplash. You're just like watching Whiplash. And, I could I could have seen it at any time, Ryan, because as as the end of the credits points out for this film, the <laughs> making and authorised distribution of this film supported over 13,000 jobs and involved hundreds of thousands of work hours. I knew you were going to bring that up. 
you brought it up in our chat last night about it, but without actually saying anything. Here's my big thing I want to bring up. In this movie, Cameron Diaz's father is played by legendary actor Don Johnson, mm-hmm. who is real-life father of Dakota Johnson from the Fifty Shades of Grey movies. Did you know that? No, I didn't. So, do you find it odd that Don Johnson, who was also in Django Unchained, he was Big Daddy. Okay. Um, And he's in a bunch of stuff like Machete as well, and he's known for other things, obviously. But I find it interesting in this movie that he's the da- his daughter is played by 42-year-old, going on 43-year-old um, Cameron Diaz, while his real-life daughter is, like, just entering her 30s. In real life, like, I just find that kind of interesting, you know what I mean by that? Like, Dakota Johnson is nowhere near the same age as Cameron Diaz, but Don Johnson could play both their fathers in real life and in the movies. Mm. Just wanted to point that out. Now, I love... Now, I did not see this movie either. I saw in the advertisements, but I said to myself, mm, I want to wait for Annie, though. Uh, which I didn't see in the cinema either. <laughs> so, I was thinking to myself, mm, gotta wait for... Uh, for the uh, podcast to exist in a year or two's time. You know, I think in 2014 you did bring up the idea of maybe doing a podcast at some point, so maybe that had a play in that. Now, the director of this is Nick Cassavetes, who is known for doing Nick Sparks adaptations like The Notebook. Yes, I did read that somewhere. But I think, and I didn't double-double-check this research, but I'm pretty sure his father was John Cassavetes, who made real movies. Like, like really groundbreaking, Oscar-worthy, depressing dramas. And also, I think he was in a few episodes of Columbo. So there you go. Okay. I just think I think that's correct. I have to double-check. But I'm pretty sure his father is John Cassavetes, who was a, a big director. And then Nick does these types of fun, mm. fluff movies in which it's like, girls are doing it for themselves or they're doing it for a man. It's either one. And uh, what's our guest's history with the film? Well, Cameron Diaz couldn't join us this episode, but unfortunately we did get Macaulay Culkin himself. (laughs) (laughs) We got him from the straitjacket police. (laughs) That's a reference to an episode of Annie in which uh, a great reviewer, Tyler Lee Jewell, had a few words to say to Cameron Diaz and Macaulay Culkin. Well, the words to Cameron Diaz were to pass on words to Macaulay Culkin. Well, those are still a few words. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Now, this film, for those who aren't in the know, is a very, very tried and true tale of women teaming up against a man or a series of men. In this one, just a man. Just one. Uh, Not to, to be confused with the man. The man. Uh, you, if they teamed up against Eugene Levy, if this is the exact same, <laughs> but it was Eugene Levy pulling all these women, <laughs> that would be the best. That would be really great. <laughs> and he plays it the exact way you imagine him to. <laughs> He's just a dad from American Pie. Now, that would be a great cinematic crossover. T- to be honest, I was just thinking the dad from The Man, but <laughs> no, no. Well, he's really wholesome. <laughs> he's, whole, he's kind of wholesome kind in of The wholesome, American yeah. Dad, but American Pie is our American Pie, but in also he's uh, accidentally gross. <laughs> That's what I always think. But no, this movie is about, um, well, it's about Cameron Diaz, you think, but it's kind of more about Leslie Mann. Who's the protagonist here? Yeah, it's odd because the film introduces us to Cameron Diaz and she's 
kind of the straight man, especially in like straight the, woman, straight woman, yeah. hashtag straight woman too. Yes, her story. Um, well, I mean, well, that's the question. Whose story is it? Um, it's Nicki Minaj's story. I was waiting for that bit where it zooms out and this is her script that she's writing. <laughs> well, YouTube doesn't lie, so it's her story, obviously. But if we were going with one of the main three, it's, it is weird because we do start off with Cameron Diaz and like her reaction to this whole thing. But she's not the wife, and in a case of... She is the other woman, though. She is the other woman. She's the titular woman. In One a... of two. The other women, <laughs> then, it would be. Um, but yeah, it, it is... That is an interesting decision. In a, in a tale of the wife and two mistresses, the wife doesn't really come off as the main character, at least at the beginning? No, that is correct. But while she's on screen, let's talk about the Nikki of the menage. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things I have to bring up is I've never seen her act before until this movie. Nor I. When I looked her up on IMDb, yeah. she had, I think, a film credit of 150 credits on IMDb, and I my mouth went to the floor. And they weren't just music videos? And or? all the credits were herself in music videos. Okay. And I said, how dare you, IMDb, class those as acting roles. Like, they're herself. Now, the thing I find interesting about this is Nicki Minaj is known for being uh, a rapper. Is correct? She's a rapper. I think so. She's a she's an artist, nonetheless. But what we all know her for is her big ass. Correct? She's got a huge ass. Does she? Okay. Do you not know that's what she's known for? My. She's known for having a huge bottom. Wasn't that's that, what was, she's... Wasn't that Kim Kardashian? They're all known for having huge asses, but Nicki Minaj okay. is primarily known for that. Like, that's why the Anaconda, An- oh, Anaconda right. music yeah, video yeah. exists. My thing is, her ass. Let's just talk about the ass, okay? Because that's what we're really talking about here. Is there an ass shot in this film? That there I can... are several. Okay, good. And I want you to pay attention to them next time she comes on, because here's the thing. I've often wondered this with these kind of ladies in Hollywood that exist, like your Kim Kardashians and your Nicki Minaj's, where they are, you know, certain features of theirs are very much prominent and enhanced, like whether they're by via surgery or via just lifestyle choices. I always go, I would love to see them in normal jobs looking like that. You know what I mean? Well, wish granted, kind of. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I find yeah. it so fascinating that Nicki Minaj is playing the secretary, and every time you get a wide shot, you just get instantly taken out of the movie because you're like, oh no, she's the artist with the big art. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just too ludicrous. Yeah. When you see how huge, did you read the huge tr- her ass is, that you get taken out and go, oh no, she could only be a pop star. Like, you know what I mean? There's those things. And another thing of that is every time we see her, she has a new hairstyle. Which I'm not saying that high-end secretaries can't do, but it's like, again, it reminds you of, oh, she's a pop star because that's what pop stars do. They have different hair colors and styles every time you see them yeah so- and i just could not stop laughing in my notes i just wrote laughter i just wrote like ha 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 and i knew exactly when i looked at them this morning what i was referring to yesterday when i watched it which is Nicki minaj's fat ass just kept on taking me out of this feature film because it just made me go oh yeah she's a pop star like when i see cameron diaz she's a very attractive lady when i see Kate Upton, she's a very attractive lady, but at the same time, I can still buy into what they are supposed to be, because Kate Upton 
very attractive woman. But in this movie, she's supposed to be playing a two-dimensional-esque bimbo blonde bombshell. Great. But yep. in this movie, Nicki Minaj is supposed to be playing, like, a secretary? Well, did you read the trivia point about what that role was initially thought to be? Oh, yes, I did, but do inform the listening people. <laughs> I believe um, <laughs> I believe before Nicki Minaj was cast, that role... Because they saw her on American Idol. <laughs> that was right, that's right. Uh, it was intended to be a, a white Jewish lady, was it? <laughs> yeah, Fran Drescher, basically. <laughs> yeah. um, do you want to know how I first heard of Nicki Minaj? Do tell, it invo- do tell. It involves our friend Reese. Oh, great. So our friend who's a musician, Reese. Yes, and it actually involves my previous podcast. Oh, goody. So we were doing an episode, I think it might have been even the first episode, um... And for some reason, Nicki Minaj got brought up, and I didn't know who that was. That's fair enough. But At that my... time, she was coming into Australia's periphery as a thing. Yeah, t- so 2012, to give everyone a reference. Oh, wow, that's even earlier. I wouldn't I wouldn't have even known. I didn't know her until Anaconda, which was, I think, like 2013, 14. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so that's where I first heard of her. But my two co's who've been on the show, Nathan Malloy and Reese McKenzie, knew who she was. And mm. Reese, uh, he... He sort of took a dig at her by doing an impression of her. And because I didn't know who this person was, I took his impression at face value of like, oh, that's what they sound like. His impression was, you a stupid hoe, you a stupid hoe. That's her singing. Yeah. That, and so I was like, oh, I guess she's a singer with this really deep voice. And then when I eventually listened to a song of hers, she sounded pretty fairly normal. <laughs> yeah, she has that kind of vocal fry quality, which you hear in this movie when Nicki, you know, that vocal fry quality mm. to her voice that kind of raspy vocal fry quality which she has in this movie when she's speaking all the time she's like hey Cameron Diaz how are you going and yeah. I'm like whoa calm down Nikki <laughs> um, Cameron Diaz is in a very sexy little outfit here just wanted to point that out um, you know we all have seen her in sexy outfits before but this is her in one I haven't seen before plumber and it also is a very important payoff uh, setup for payoff later, in which, you know, he gives the excuse that he's his plumbing's gone bust, and she goes in as a plumber. Later on, her father punches Mark in the face, who's the antagonist of the movie, and says, "Next time, call a plumber." Huh? Yeah, and it's a payoff. I noticed, I it's noticed. a payoff. And also, I do like the later on gag where she just destroyed her big giant. Urn vase thing. Vase thing and I and, and then she does say I apologize for destroying your urn and I'm and I laughed because I'm like, is that the correct term for that? Because when I think of an urn, I think of someone's ash you put them in someone's ashes in. Mm. I don't think of but then maybe it is the correct term. I'm not a gardening expert, but if you have giant stone pillared like pots standing out front in your yard, do you call them urns? What do you call those? I I think I'd call them urns because I, no, I think... we gotta watch we gotta watch her ass. See that it, it, her hips are so huge. There's okay, yeah, there, I yeah, see yeah. It's just like so ludicrous. Oh, and the zipper's like it's barely retaining itself. <laughs> <laughs> it's barely retaining itself, buddy. The zipper was right over the crack. <laughs> do you see what I mean by this? Like it's just like I can't take it seriously when she's on screen. Like that doesn't fall to a filmmaker. Not even fault of her. It's just like. Because of what she is in real life, a a scandalous, very in-your-face, sexualized pop star, 
it's kind of hard to take her like that when it's like say recently a star a star is born came out and lady gaga basically played lady gaga mm-hmm. uh that made sense because you can only really cast lady gaga in certain types of roles because of what she is in real life takes away from a lot of things and uh, maybe over time that could kind of strip away i mean shares the thing kind of stripped away over time where Ryan, she became an Oscar winning You're forgetting actress. that YouTube says that this is a Nicki Minaj film. I mean, it is. Yeah, so... Nicki and her ass, yeah. Her huge, huge bottom. Yeah. There it goes. Nicki Minaj. Look at that. <laughs> that, that zipper. <laughs> that zipper can't handle it. See, now you're kind of giggling because this was me last night. I'm like... But all these things, it's I'm just so funny. I'm, so, I'm such a pervert, not looking at asses. Well, I just, because it's Nicki Minaj, I'm like, I know her, so I'm like, oh, that's what she's known for, having the uh, big bottom. I know her, I know where to look. No, that's true, though. <laughs> like, it is. It's like, in A Star Is Born, it's like, people know Lady Gaga has a big nose, so they just ride it into the story. It's like, I have a big nose. It's like, you do. You do, Lady Gaga. You do have a big nose, but it's okay, because you can still sing, baby! Uh, now, Leslie Mann's wearing a very nice little outfit here. It's very nice because at the beginning of the movie, you see Bartek, this is very much like Bride Wars, where mm-hmm. the costumes tell you a lot about the characters and their journey. So, look at Cameron Diaz. She's wearing a very strict business attire, all black. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, that's showing that she's very stern. She's very powerful. She's, she's very... not the type of person that would wear a sexy plumber outfit. She's very withdrawn. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's standoffish. And uh, Leslie Mann here is wearing a nice colourful outfit that represents not her just innocence, but how naive she is. You know, she's... The yellow. She, she's almost got like a childlike outfit, you know, and... Uh, Pink and flowers. And the little, little jumper with the tight little knot. And, you know, it's so innocent. But by the end of the movie, Cameron Diaz is wearing white... Because she's embraced the purity and innocence of the world. She's pregnant by the end of the movie as well. Yeah. And Leslie Mann wears more powerful, domineering outfits that aren't so, you know, whimsical and overly feminine in the way that she is currently. And, and it shows and, their journey. And Kate Upton starts is wearing in a bikini less. <laughs> and ends in a bikini. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's cold character s- circular progression. <laughs> It shows that you don't have to change. That's exactly right, because Kate Upton didn't need to change. She didn't need to change. I mean, Did Mark need to change? Well, we'll get into him. <laughs> but, I mean, she did need to change to do a slightly different bikini, because she's married at the end, so she's wearing a marriage bikini, which has text on the bottom. <laughs> 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 now imagining like a yeah the bikini with like the 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 sh- the, the bridal what's it called veil shawl yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 the veil yeah I would love that too. <laughs> now I mentioned to you Bartek before we started this. Now again I, I should have double triple checked, but Leslie Mann is a uh, comedic actress. Uh, she's married to Judd Apatow, mm-hmm. who's very much known as a comedic filmmaker. She was in the Forty Year Old Virgin. And I do believe from my memory of things that, and I may be wrong, but from my memories of things, she's the one that in that movie vomits all over Steve Carell. And I think it's because in real life, Leslie Mann's an actress who can vomit on cue. Uh, And I think she uses that talent very well during this scene in Mm. which she proceeds to do it twice. Yeah, we don't get to see it, but I believe it. I mean, we do get to see it. Do we? Yeah, we get to see it all over her face. 
You're gonna watch it in a oh, second. Okay, she yeah. she tries to say that it wasn't vom. We we stuff some some vom vom dribble. Some vom 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 dribble. No vom 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 vom. That's very Australiana. <laughs> you got some vom vom. Got some vomo there. Yeah, some vomo. <laughs> it's not even shorter than vomit. <laughs> well, vomo is like one letter shorter. Yeah, but still in the vom vom isn't. Still but... in the pronunciation factor, it still tastes in pretty much the exact same well, time. Vomit, vomit is vomit one syllable. Vomit two maybe. Yeah, vom- yeah, yeah. Vomo, vomo, vomo. So we're talking about vomit while this feminist empowerment movie is taking place. Now, well, she, of... she's a pure-looking character in a bar. Right? Now, are you familiar with both of our lead actresses here? as actors like obviously you are with Cameron Diaz but elaborate yeah. for those who aren't as familiar with your familiarities of these two actresses I've seen Shrek I've seen Shrek 2 I've seen Shrek 3 I've seen Shrek 4 yeah I know right seen... I'm waiting for you to say that you've seen those mini Shreks the ones where it's like family Christmas and the one where it's I've like seen... they go to a theme park and Lord Farquaad's a ghost I've seen Shrek and the Swamp Karaoke Dance Party I knew it I've seen Far Far Away Idol. I know. That's all I know. That's all I've seen of Shrek. I, I mean, yeah, I've seen her in. I think I've seen both the Charlie's Angel films she's in. I've seen her in Green Hornet, Annie. Um, have we had her on for anything else in the show? I'm pretty sure we have. But I'm the other woman. <laughs> the other woman. Yeah, that's the answer. We've had her on for this, Annie. I'm sure I've seen her in some other things too. Yeah, but yeah. Listing all that, like obviously the Shrek specials. Out oh, Night Night and Day was the last one we had her in. Oh, that's of course. Yes, she was the with lead her actress. and Tom, where she kept getting Kidnapped knocked out and, knocked and out. put in different clothes, and she was uncomfortable with that. <laughs> Here she goes. She just vomited. You just missed it. You just turned your head. Oh no, I can see a drop on her chin. Yeah, yeah. She now we don't see that one, but the first one we did see. Yeah. It was all brown and gooey. So yeah, yeah. and Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann, she's one of those actresses that I know the name, but I couldn't really point out what I've seen her in. I think I looked up, I looked her up on IMDb or Wikipedia last night, and she was in some stuff. I, I think she was in Big Daddy, even. Was she the woman? I can't remember because I, I remember. The... I mean, I hate Big Daddy, so I tried to block out most of it. I mean, the fact that I remembered who the the kid was as an actor and you didn't was impressive enough when I was like, isn't it like the guys from, is it Sweet Life of Zack and Cody? Yeah, yeah, and you were The Sprouses? Because it's both of them, technically, because that's what you do with kid actors. Yeah. And you're like, I don't think so. I'm like, I'm pretty sure. I thought it was the kid from Stuart Little. (laughs) (laughs) The one who's really ripped in real life now? (laughs) I don't know about that. Oh, yeah, he he could rip you in half with his dick. (laughs) Whoa. So, Leslie Mann, you're somewhat... I knew the name, and actually, I kept thinking, like, oh, wasn't there a Leslie something in one of the Ghostbusters film the other year? But that was Leslie Jones. Very different. Yes. I mean, Leslie Jones is black. Yeah. But for Leslie pa- Mann is a very white lady. <laughs> Believe it or not, yes. she is white. For Nicki f- Minaj is the only woman of color in this feature film. That's probably true. Is there anyone in the Bahamas area that's... Oh, the one he's kissing. Was she of a colour? I can't remember. Of a colour. Green, I imagine. <laughs> uh, where does she where did she fall on the Roy G. Biv scale? That's my question. Indigo. <laughs> like Um No, Leslie Mann, I'm not as familiar. Like, and here's the things. 
I've looked at her career as well, and I've seen the movies that she is in, but I do not go, oh yeah, her in Knocked Up, or in This Is 40, where she's the main woman in that. Mm. And I've seen that movie, and she's playing the same character she did in Knocked Up, which is a movie I do not like. Uh, (laughs) I've only watched it twice, and I did not like it either time. Uh, uh, and I've seen her and stuff apparently, but it's just like, she's never factored into my brain. And I looked her up more and she's known for being more of the surly, snarky kind of female comedic lead. But in this movie, she's more of a doormat doormat in this and more shrill and more weak willed. And, And look in this scene, she's watching other women who are like her with the little outfits and you know, they're miserable and there's some, is that ham? Well, she felt it. She knows what it is. Oh, I was looking up, and she was feeling the oh, sausages. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that was. Maybe that was a. Uh, maybe that's some Polish meats. Maybe. Oh, there's a woman of color. Oh yeah. She's looking snarky. Now here's a fun thing, about it. Like, I just want to share this with you. I love sharing embarrassing moments. I had to rewind that scene just then, where the woman leaned in and said, "Kate King," because I literally thought she was making the sounds a phone would make if you got a text. <laughs> Well, Ryan, I thought she was the leaning thing. and going, kicking, and then the thing. walking off, and I'm like, what the fuck was that? Here's the thing, Ryan, I didn't rewind, but I also had no idea what she said. I just took it on good faith that she said a name. I was like, she, what? She's making noises? I literally thought, imagine this, imagine this, you're sitting down, you're sitting down at a business meeting, <laughs> and some woman walks up behind you and just goes, kicking. And then you just go, well, it's Kevin Diaz goes, excuse me, kicking. It's like, and it's just like, oh, I get it because does she know? I mean, she must know her last name because he know, she knows Mark Mark's King, last name. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Kicking. <laughs> yeah, it, it just reminds me of, of, um, you remember that part in, uh, Freddy Got Fingered where he enters. Uh, the building and like the security guards telling him to leave, but he just speaks gibberish. To yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's that's what it makes me think of. Yeah, I I thought it was weird, but then it was like her name is Kate King, which is a really hard name to say quickly because it sounds like you're just making noises. Four letters, both beginning with K. Kicking. Yeah. I thought it was like her just being making a phone noise, like kicking. I'm like, oh, a message. Like I thought that was her way as a secretary of saying you got a message. It's, it's, it's I thought it was of, very weird. It's a lot of brevity for something that you'd expect to be more like you have a visitor named Kate King or whatever. Now, Bartek, if we could talk about clothes a little more. Now, I wear them, but I don't really... Cameron Diaz likes wearing the same kind of clothes as her father. Yeah. Sheer clothing. Do you remember this moment in the film in which Cameron Diaz is like, Dad, I can see through your shirt. And he's just like, yeah, I'm getting into sheer shirts. And those are the kind of shirts where you can kind of see what's underneath. Without mm-hmm. fully seeing. And Cameron Diaz likes that outfit style too. During this scene here, we see, even though the shirt's unbuttoned, we do see clearly that she's wearing black underneath this Ushia shirt. That kind of shows that her and her father are very much related because they have similar outfit styles. Isn't that interesting to note that the that the costume department, the writers, and the filmmakers and actors all took part in this very unique style of visual storytelling? Wait, so she's wearing something see-through in this scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she's wearing black underneath, but the white shirt is see-through enough for you to know that she's wearing black. And you'll notice that it, now. Oh, I thought it was just an open No, shirt. no, you'll see when it... 
cuts to a wider shot that when you see it from the side or from the back you can see and also if you look very carefully it's kind of hard to see right now in these shots where they're yeah, really close up but you can see where it's on her chair like on her shoulders one you can kind of see through the shirt a bit but you'll see on a more wide shot get off their faces cameraman give me a wide shot but this is the important back and forth conversation yeah yeah where yeah. if this conversation didn't happen we wouldn't have a movie you mean a series of moving images yeah you're right you're completely right but yeah you'll notice more as the film goes on that cameron diaz likes to wear those sheer outfits to kind of show off that her and her father have similar outfit styles to show that they're very similar people which is very unique i haven't seen that kind of storytelling mm. i thought it was very brave of the filmmaker well you know, i also see so you can kind of yeah i can see, see now, yeah. yeah right yeah cameron was was her shirt buttoned during that conversation what no it was unbuttoned okay well she buttoned it when she walked away well it's because the dog's there all <laughs> ah, right yes she's like shit there's a dog <laughs> a dog that could Clearly eat Leslie Mann. <laughs> it's a good thing the dog has, uh, you know, its own scenes, like where it shits and where it gets a beer. Well, don't worry. She's got to pay for the cleaning bill of the shit on the wood floor. <laughs> um, now, Bartek, you had seen some advertising for this movie years ago, but when you walked into this film for doing this episode you chose this one you said let's do this one mm-hmm. uh what was your expectations what was your feelings did you have any memories of things like what was the general gist of going into this well my memories of the trailer and i think i also listened to a podcast back in the day that was talking about like oh you know people in relationships are crazy sometimes there's that <laughs> film coming out where people are getting revenge when they really should just dump them and move on or something like that so I guess I thought that this film would be a lot more about, I guess to, we have to compare it to John Tucker Must Die in this case, in which case it's about three women getting revenge on the mutual boyfriend, or in this case one of them's husband-wife yeah. relationship going on. So I thought the whole film would be more along the lines of John Tucker Must Die in, the, in that they're getting revenge, but not so much... On, along the lines of, you know, making the man a bit of a likeable person. Yeah. Like, isn't John Tucker Must Die? They kind of did that with, like, him legitimately falling in love with the fourth woman that they brought in, which this film obviously doesn't do. So, yeah, I, I thought it would be a lot more revenge stuff going on, but as we both found out, it takes, like, an hour and two minutes into the film for them to come up with the idea of, hey, let's let's have revenge. It's like this film kind of has its own little arcs about how they're dealing with this Mark situation. And at this point, they're still, like, coming to terms emotionally. Then they're going to investigate. Then they're going to discover that there's a third woman, which that was another thing. You were expecting all three to be teamed up earlier on, right? Yeah, for most of this film, because even though the trailer, trailer, which I haven't seen in years, and the poster shows it, which I guess I forgot about, shows it, I, I thought to myself, oh, I thought this was a movie about th- three women, not two. But yeah. then she shows up, and very soon after she's introduced to the picture, they come up with the revenge plot. Yeah. So th- there are there are some questionable elements there, and it did subvert my expectations, which, you know, 
Some people would complain about those two things, but I can definitely see merit to that. Yeah, because here's the thing. We've talked about chick flicks on the podcast before. You brought up Bride Wars, Bride and that Wars, was literally a duo and... episode of ours. <laughs> and this is another chick flick. And obviously, uh, you know, this kind of film evokes other films like it, like uh, John Tucker Must Die we br- briefly brought up, or, or you know, the more iconic ones like 9 to 5. With what was that mum's thing? Uh, first Wives? The First or... Wives Club. Yeah. And that's the one with, like, Bette Midler and yeah, go on and on. And you would really like that movie, too. It's so good. A lot of the reviews were saying it was like and that. It's very similar to those. But this takes a different route with with going down that road. Because if it did go down that road that we expected it, it would feel like it's just a modern uptake on those two films where we've seen those two films. In fact, they're trying to do a follow-up to 9 to 5, apparently, with, with the original cast involved, which I'm keen on. I don't know why, but I am. I love nine to fives. I just like me some Lily Tomlin. But uh, what's it called? Like six to eight? <laughs> nine to five two. <laughs> <laughs> Working nine to eight. <laughs> uh, and this movie could have gone down that rabbit hole of that kind of stuff and other chick flick type things. But I feel like it goes out of its way to not necessarily go down that road the complete time. I do want to bring up something hilarious that I want to mention to you, Bartek. Kate Upton's in this movie, as we have mentioned. Mm -hmm. She is a model. She's a year older than us. Oh, Uh, wow. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And she's one of the most well-known models. She's apparently the fourth term searched on Google. Yeah, her name? Not just name, term. Just the fourth thing. Wow. So that says a lot about perverts out there. Because she's one of those ones where she's a very natural girl and there's lots of clips of her where she walks down a runway and it's just her jiggling all over the place as we do get in this movie. Uh, She's very interesting, though. I did some research on her. She did a photo shoot in Antarctica in which they could only do shoots a couple of minutes at a time because they would all die. She was in a bikini take that into account (laughs) she's not fourth most searched term for nothing (laughs) and after that she suffered from hearing loss and vision impairment which has severe signs of uh hypothermia uh which is kind of cool but one of the things i did want to point out is there's this movie that i've been wanting to watch for a while i don't know if we would cover it on this show but uh there's this movie i wanted you to hear about it's called the layover Mm -hmm. came out last year the year before and it has kate upton as the sexy one. It's like two women going over the overseas or somewhere on a plane trip and wacky hijinks ensues. And it's the hot one and the prudish one who's insecure about their looks. So the hot blonde one and the frumpy brunette one. Perfect dynamic. Kate Upton is the sexy blonde one. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Alexandra Daddario is this frumpy brunette one who is equally, if not more, sexy and huge jiggling breasts as well. (laughs) She's known for being that woman in True Detective Season 1 who gets naked. She's known for being the chick in Baywatch, the one with Dwayne Johnson. Like, she's the sexy lady who's very sexy. And it's like, in that movie, she's supposed to be like boys don't like me because of you being there. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about, so Alexandra? it's like Jennifer's body again. It's exactly like <laughs> Jennifer's body, where it's like, oh, poor, 
poor Amanda Seyfried, she just can't get boys because she's <laughs> gross. It's like, what are you talking about? She's a babe. Well, no, she had to tone down her sexiness in that film. Remember? Of course, of yeah. course. But she was worried about it in the first place. Uh, yeah. This movie does a very good job of not necessarily doing that. Like, like Cameron Diaz is very attractive. She's in her 40s here, and that's kind of cool. And Leslie Mann's the same age as well. Uh, and she's, like, less attractive, but on purpose and design like she you can understand why mark would go for someone like cameron diaz as well in terms of personality like cameron diaz is a businesswoman she's a high-powered lawyer and then they find out that kate upton's the third woman who's the conventional cheating affair husband yeah, guy cameron with a diaz wandering literally dick. rants about you know her being a cliche and it's great. <laughs> what did you think of this moment here where they had a flashback to her breaking the house and they used that effect that you have on Windows Movie Maker in which you want to make things like orange? <laughs> what did you think of that? Um, bold choice? It was very bold. I, I, I really like the touch of how quickly she dropped that... Um, it was a golf club, right? Mm-hmm. How quickly it was a putter. She dropped, yeah, how quickly she dropped it when the doorbell rang. I felt that was very well-timed. It was very well-timed. And... Uh, can we give an applause because we have a male love interest? Yay! I love men! Well, uh, even I... though they're pigs in this movie, just want to make sure we all know that. Well, this one's not very swine. No. No, he's not. He's a charmer. He's a charming young man with greyish hair. It shows that he's mature. It shows that he's... A man who's travelled the world, even if he hasn't, which he has, but I just wanted to emphasise that, you know, he, he could have just been staying at home. Making his house. He makes, he makes his house himself. He's a handyman. Those are really big urns. I mean, they're bigger than Cameron Diaz, and yeah. she's a tall lady. When you look her up on IMDb, it says, a tall and somewhat strikingly beautiful blue-eyed blonde woman. of like, somewhat? Strikingly? That's a weird thing to say. It's like somehow she's attractive. I don't know how. Like like, IMDb's like, hands tied. Apparently she's attractive. Throw me in a river. In a world where you can give your subjective opinions, you want to use like vague terms like somewhat? (laughs) Cameron Diaz, who's attractive, I guess. (laughs) Like that's how it should be listed. Kate Upton, who I guess is the fourth most searched term on Google for some reason. No, just Kate Upton. Uh, Like, I guess that's her name. I thought it wasn't, but I guess it is, I guess. I guess I'm wrong. Like, I'm the fax machine here, but I'm wrong, I guess. Is that facts as in... F-A-C-T-K-U-S. Facts. Facts. You threw you in there. That's Polish for facts. Um, In Polish, the word for fact is fucked. And facts? Probably the same, I'm not sure. Facts. I was right then. There was a you in there somewhere. I just like that, yeah, the Polish word for fact sounds like the past tense for fuck. Now, let's talk about Jamie Lannister or... Well, Ryan, I haven't seen Game of Thrones, so I can't. Or, I was going to lean it to you, or Gods of Egypt. You remember what his character was? Oh, yes, Horus. And what did we think of him in this? He... He definitely had a... Because we we have to think that he's a scummy because, you know, he's the cheating guy. He's the antagonist of the film that they're after. Yeah. But he had that believable charisma of a guy holding a lie. Yeah, I'd bang him. I mean, I wouldn't hurt him, but I... I I'd, def- I'd definitely fuck him. <laughs> or let him fuck me, I'll be honest. I'll let him fuck me because he's definitely a top. Well, like I said, I wouldn't fuck him up, but I, I believed... I believed 
his chemistry with um with not Kate Upton, her character's name's Kate, uh, Leslie Mann. Yeah. In the sense that, obviously, when I say chemistry, you're probably thinking, like, oh, romantic chemistry, but, like... No, you're thinking Walter White putting chemicals in making meth chemistry, Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking of character from show. Um, no, the, the, the why she, like, tries to take a side throughout this film. Yeah. Because, as we said, she is a doormat, so obviously that's part of her character. Um, <laughs> what are you laughing at? Uh, the extra. <laughs> yeah, me too. I wrote it in my notes. I was like, why is this extra looking at what is a woman behind a wall? <laughs> because we saw the other shot. She wouldn't be able to see this woman. She wouldn't? wouldn't she Neither of them would be able to see each other very well, but she's looking, but not at her either. She's she, like, she's not drinking either. It's like, oh, now she is. Well. But look where she's looking. She's not actually looking at, uh, at the character of Kate. She's looking forlornly somewhere else, but it's, it's very like distracting. The, the corner of that Wall yeah, it's like I guess her husband's on the other side, and she's just like Terry. How is she on the phone, or is she talking to my husband? Ter- no, she's just looking at Terry, and he's just drinking bitterly, and she's like, "This marriage is over, Terence. It's just <laughs> over now." And Terence is just drinking, and she's just like, "This is where we are, Terence, in a bar." And little did we in a know, bar, Terence. Little did we know, Ryan, that that's the couple from the tuxedo that saw the woman. I I knew you were going to link it. Oh, you did? I had a feeling that you're going to be like, it's going to be the tuxedo or some other movie where we've had an elderly couple and we've made them important players. They went on their journey to discover what the whole emperor thing was and we thought that it was going to bring them closer together, but it just made them very bitter. Mm, This is them all those years after. Um, employees must wash hands. Well, that's good to know. I've heard of that notion. What I find very interesting, and I may be wrong here, but don't employees at most restaurants, very especially high-end restaurants like this one is, have their own toilets? I was about to say that, yeah. Why is she in their toilet? Or why do they go to the public toilets in their own restaurant? Do you know what I mean by that? Mm. Like, if I went to a five-star restaurant and I'm there washing my hands, I shouldn't see a little sign reminding the employees to wash their hands. Because that makes me go, well, I guess I need reminding. But also, am I in their toilet? Or why do they go to the toilet I go to? I don't want to go to the toilet and there's the maitre d' just taking a piss (laughs) at the urinal. You know what I mean? So when I'm done with well, so when I'm done with this, would you like another water? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Then you then you go out and reenact the scene in Blues Brothers. <laughs> yeah. How much for the little girl? <laughs> I forgot about the scene. Your wife and the little girl. Too. That's my favorite scene. <laughs> it's all coming back to me. Yeah, it's all coming back. I guess, I guess later in the film, when when he's just taking a humble poo. And the employee comes in. I just assumed, like, oh yeah, I guess this is just a thing that, that they wasn't do in an film. employee, wasn't it? No, that was just some guy who robbed him. Wasn't he wearing like a little apron? Oh, or he was too. I guess in this, you right in this universe, employees go to the bathroom in the same place as you do in a five star restaurant. How interesting! Hey, now there may be American people listening to this going. Y'all are crazy. We all go to the toilet with our food service. And I'm just like, okay, maybe we're wrong. Maybe here in Australia, it's a little less of a 
happenstance to be taking a poo and then you walk out and there's the chef. Yeah, but America. <laughs> there's, there's the chef. He's just flipping burgers in the toilet. You like my food? <laughs> it's weird because you went to. It's because it's weird because you went to an Asian restaurant too. <laughs> you like my food? Boing! And you're just flipping burgers. It's all wrong. I said flipping burgers. You went with Italian. And then I said it in an Asian restaurant. All of it's wrong. Well, you know burgers. But are... here's the thing. It's a Jewish guy too. Just put <laughs> that in there. <laughs> That's so weird. Oh, you liking my food? No, just to go back to uh, uh, was it Nicola Costa Walder? I think his name is Nikolai. Nikolai Costa Walder. With a J at the end, but he's Danish, so yeah. so we don't pronounce the J. Well, in Polish, it's with a Y, and Denmark's right next to Poland, so I don't. But they're not. They're not of the same type of language. Well, Nikola group. Tesla. I really liked his performance in this as well. Now, I really want to hear from you, though, because you've only seen him in Gods of Egypt, correct? I'd say Where so, Where he's playing yeah. a smarmy but likable hero. Yeah. I've seen him in Game of Thrones where he plays a more of a prick. Well, he loves his sister in that, doesn't he? Oh, he I've loves her. He loves her very, very much. Very much. Um, but yes, he's more of an asshole, and in this movie, he's an asshole. So I wanted to get your perspective on what it was like to see his versatility for your for your perspective of it, because for most people like myself, we're used to him being an asshole, but you, you're not. So what was it like getting your first taste of that Jamie Lannister smarm? Yeah, that there wasn't really any sort of connection that I made with him while watching it because I didn't realize it was the guy from. Uh... It's because he wasn't twenty feet tall, yeah. Uh, you keep bringing up the height thing. I just didn't. It's just been so long since we've seen it. That was at the old studio, so you know it was like two I mean, years ago. You remember that day he was twenty feet tall? Yeah, yeah. All the all the deities in that film were giants, um, including our humble Jeffrey Rush, Jeffrey Rush, uh, the sun god Ra. <laughs> Don't forget, Bartek. If we ever talk about that film, we're diseased vultures, according oh, to yes, the director. Yes. <laughs> I listened to that episode like three months ago. It was a lot of fun to revisit. Um. Yeah, so I, I didn't have the connection of like, oh, I've seen this guy before. He was playing, you know, the main character of the gods in Gods of Egypt. The, yeah. I guess the the godly hero. The one missing an eyeball. Yeah, and I I have not watched Game of Thrones. I've just heard the names thrown around. Um, So I, I didn't have any sort of thing telling me like, oh, pay attention to this guy. He's a big deal. But again, I, I enjoyed his performance and I wanted more. Yeah. Which, you know, saying you wanted more, that can be a good thing, bad thing. In this case, I I kind of think of it as a sort of bad thing because I liked what I got, but I felt like it needed a little bit more to have given this character a lot more depth because mm. as as the film goes on... He kind of drifts off. Yeah, he drips... He drips. He drifts that, off. That works too. He drips off. He drips he off. He does get in a shower at one point. Just like the liquid on... The toilet bowl? I was going to say... On, from his arsehole? I was going to say from Leslie Mann's chin, but I was going to call her Kate again. That's her character name. It's her character name, but there's also an actress in this film named Kate, so it's... No! Here's a rule, Hollywood. Don't give your characters names that also actors' names in the movie, alright? I don't like that shit, because if I'm a podcaster, which I am, and I have to talk about that, we have to delineate, and that's just too much work. So if I make a film with the two of us in and I call myself Ryan, that would be a no-no. It would be a... Well, if you spelled it, like, with an I, then that's fine. 
like Ryan Johnson, the famous director oh, of right, yep. Star Wars The Last Jedi. That's right, the last one. Yeah. That That's okay then. <laughs> but if you spelled it with a Y, then that's not okay. Yes. See what I mean by that? Yes. So anyway, I was talking about the depth or the drip. The drips. Those words don't rhyme. Was that... That, we weren't even talking about depth. It was that he drifted off. Drift, yes, he drifted off. And think of know. think of the Fast and Furious movies with drifting. They, they drift. I have the one I've seen is Tokyo Drift. There you go. You got it. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. He he drifts off and also drips a bit in Tokyo Drift. And he's very depthful. And even Tokyo drips. Um. Yeah. So so there is a part of this film where we don't see him and. You kind of want to see your antagonist a bit more, but I'm talking about like even when you do see him, it's always the facade is always up, and he does have a breakdown at the end. And you know there are a lot of things where you you have to wait for the the breakdown. Typically in I'd say murder mysteries. Oh yeah, because when the, the the gotcha moment, the gotcha moment, the the moment where they're being exposed. That's that's a that's a good genre to have the big exposed moment in this one yeah we have him on the phone sometimes like whispering looking over his shoulder but i, I felt like yeah we needed to see a little bit more of the open darkness or not, not even open darkness like just mom- moments of him being alone even yeah now if it makes me feel any better though bartek due to the fact that my copy has subtitles we actually get to hear what the woman on the other end of the phone is actually saying oh that's good Kate Upton, we reveal it to be later, but we actually get to hear the words she says, so keep an eye out for that. Okay. It's very interesting stuff. I'm looking forward to it. Now, I was very confused during this sequence here, because I looked at her and went, is that Leslie Mann? Because it looked Dif- she looked different in that particular shot. She to looked, be, to be like, honest, she looked like Scully from X Files. To be honest, in the first scene with her in the bathroom and then the kitchen, I actually didn't know if it was the same woman either. I thought, whoa, is Julian Anderson from X Files in this movie now? <laughs> like, is this X Files and he's now Mulder? I would watch that. Has she got flowers on this? Show oh, as well? she's got flowers yeah. on everything, man. She's a flower girl, man. Flower power. Girl power. That's what the film's about. It is, and Spice World is the reason this film exists, because that film made girl power a thing. Yeah, but that film had a... Oh, no, wait. Never you... mind. Nicki Minaj is in this. Oh, wait, wait. That's how I answer my phone. <laughs> <laughs> every time. Every but... time that Bartek rings me, which is never, because we've never exchanged numbers on purpose. Well, you know I my mean, number. But... <laughs> I know his, but I don't give him mine. Yeah. God forbid. Um, I was time... running late today and I didn't text because I couldn't. No, he couldn't. He, I mean, you have my fiance's number. You could text him. That's true. No excuse. Mm. Had me sitting here worried. I was like, where's Bartek? He's 40 minutes late. Is he dead? Is he alive? Who knows? And then he walked through the door and he's just like, hey, I'm here. I'm like, hey, hey, and he's like, sorry for being late. And I'm like, that's okay, it's it's a, it's a Sunday as we record this, that's fine, it's the Lord's Day Off. Yes, you you did look very tired when you opened the door. Oh, did I? I think so, yeah. I think I was just tired of waiting. I was like, fucking Bartek, leaving me here, do I have to do this on my own? Because I can. Hey guys, <laughs> it's me, Ryan, from Spin Posh, and uh, I'm Ryan, and let's listen to the Rycast. Fun fact, on Sundays, even the very frequently coming bus that I take only comes twice an hour. And if you miss one, you have to wait half an you hour. You want to hear a very embarrassing thing again? Yeah. This scene, I wrote in my notes and said out loud, oh, good on him, he used his blinker to, to turn. 
Oh, he he indicated. He indicated, and I said, although he may cheat on his wife. (laughs) May cheat. No, no, no. Although he cheats on his wife, he doesn't cheat on the law. You know what? And then the movie later on said to me, Ryan, that statement is wrong because he does cheat on the law. He breaks it. I noticed that they didn't indicate to pull over. Well, they're the criminals. Yeah. She's wearing all. She's wearing she's, a little black She's literally outfit. dressed in like a, a cheap, you know, cheap, poor man's version of uh, of like a cat, uh, cat burglar? suit. Cat burglar suit, yeah. No, she's in a fur suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way you described it, she's in a cat, a cat suit. I couldn't remember the term, cat <laughs> she's, burglar. She's in a cat, cat burglar suit. No, no, no. She's a furry, guys. <laughs> Leslie Mann went to... She should have dressed up as her dog. She's evoking our favourite DC character, Catface, Ryan. <laughs> They're going to bring up Chicken Little again. <laughs> <laughs> Where we went into nothing but furdom. That's why I said DC, Detective Comics. Oh, is that what that stands for? I thought I it was so. Deep Cock. <laughs> No, you're thinking of Chicken Now, Little what again. did you think of this scene, Bartek? I wrote that this is probably Bartek's favourite comedic moment. I think... And probably wrote Bartek's favourite character is Driver. <laughs> I, I read... One of the reviews I read for this film on IMDb mentioned, like, there were two moments in this film where I burst out laughing. One of them is when the two of them were in the bush. No spoilers, but you'll know what I mean. Did you? I did. It was this scene, Ryan, I think. Do you like that she's like, I'm running, but she's wearing, like, these huge heels? She, her excuse is, I'm out jogging, but Cameron Diaz is wearing these huge heels. These huge yeah. platforms. She was wearing heels earlier in the film, too, and they snapped. Cameron Diaz wears shoes. That's what we learned in this movie. I, oh, I wear shoes, too, so am I Cameron Diaz? You're not wearing them now. Yeah, I took them off because I'm inside. How dare you? Cameron Diaz doesn't care about if she's inside or not to wear shoes. Does she? No, she doesn't. She's a lawyer. <laughs> she knows the law, but she didn't... She breaks it, She too. didn't indicate to, to pull over. She doesn't yeah. indicate ever. I'm very upset with her. Yeah, no, seriously, though, I did say he may cheat on his wife, but he doesn't cheat the law. Then the movie <laughs> dictates, yes, he does, you idiot. And I'm like, oh, little does, did I know. He doesn't cheat traffic laws, which so a he, lot of they people... They should have done those little dark things you were talking about, like like that moment. He shouldn't have indicated, and then he should you know, have like, he nearly done. hit a bird or something. Or he, he dog should, or... No, no. He should have indicated, but the wrong indicator. That would have been great. That been great. <laughs> I'm turning left. No, no, right. no, no, no. Even better, even better. He gets a free car park by putting on his hazard lights. I was about to say, when he dri- when he's driving, he just always has hazard lights That would on. be great. <laughs> and he's always beeping. Beep, 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 sticking his head out the window, being like, Aah! and that I, would be great. I He'd can... actually set himself on fire to get the, the look down, like everything's going wrong. That would be great. I can forgive your separation there of like cheating the law and like the traffic laws, because I think... You're Even- right. Traffic laws, nothing like any other law. <laughs> Hear that, popos? We break traffic laws. Come after us, bro. I just- Wait a moment. You're not the real law enforcement if you enforce traffic laws. <laughs> No, obviously, obviously they're laws and you have to follow them, but I feel like even... Or break them. Even the most hardened criminals, I feel like, can get road rage and, like, hate when people are breaking the, the law, because, you know... I agree. It's... They always put their indicators on. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, although I'm an angry gangster, gotta put that indicator on. It's what they would want from others, Ryan. I mean, you know, if I'm a crim, I would want I would want other crims to put their indicators on. Just for everyone overseas that's listening, crim means criminal. Or 
it's a very It's not short for criminy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not short for that. So Bartek, we are about fifty two minutes in and we're finally getting introduced to Kate Upton. Um, how did you feel that it took this long for the movie to introduce the third woman? Before I answer that, have we missed the phone conversation? Which particular... No, no, no. That's when... Um, Le- Le- oh, yeah, we would have, actually. Unfortunately, we oh, were talking. Dear. When when Leslie Mann was like, let's bang, and then he takes a phone call because she's shaving her legs. Yes, we did miss it. Shit. Oh, well. We'll, well the phone call proceeded of him talking, and she's just like, you got to come over here right now. And he's like, I'm busy right now. And she goes, but I'm really hot. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. I don't know if she means physically attractive or she's actually really hot. It's like the temperature's up because her character, although doesn't flaunt around that she's like physically attractive as much as you it's, would assume yeah. she would like. It's that for everyone me, else looks at yeah, her. Yeah, like so... Great, great shot. Um, what I'm saying is like, yeah, you're right. Like they don't, everyone else does. She doesn't walk around going, yeah, I'm hot. And no, she's just kind of like a really nice person. The closest you get is she goes, oh no, that's just sweat. Mm. When they ask her what that beautiful smell is, she goes, oh, no, I think that's just sweat. It's like, so that's the only, but that's even naive in itself. Maybe she was saying that she's in heat. Yes. Like a dog, <laughs> like a dog in heat. And at the end, she gets with with, uh, with Daddy Don Johnson, which I'm glad that while his daughter was, in real life, was getting whipped with uh, chains and fucked on camera for the Fifty Shades of Grey movies, which, can you imagine being her father and you're just like, my, my daughter's known for being that lady in the Fifty Shades of Grey movies. He was getting hooked up with Kate Upton at the same time. Isn't that great? <laughs> Lucky him. What a scene. Oh, here we go. Cameron Diaz actually twisted not her not her ankle, her leg, according to the trivia. Not even just ankle. Yeah, leg. That, that was genuine, right? And there she goes. She's she's hobbling. She's having a hard time. Cameron Diaz is like, this is why I'm retiring from movies now, because they made me run one time. And wear a shirt that's way too small for me. You can see my tummy. Well, it wasn't small before. It's because she's running and it's going up and down. Mm. Because I think when you had her before, it was covering. But when she's running, Tommy's shown. Now, can you imagine being Kate Upton? I just imagine being Kate Upton. But can you imagine being Kate Upton in this scene and you see these two crazy women fighting? Would you walk over to them? Um, I, I was wondering what she was going to say and she said, what's going on? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a great question. It's it's right right in the heart of the matter. That's where it goes. And she gets an answer. She finds out she's a whore. <laughs> That's what she gets out of it. I think she's about to say that she's a whore right now. Yeah, actually, Leslie Mann is the type that like, so much, I'm a whore. Indirectly calls both the women, the mistresses whores, but then takes it back. Now, Barantek, have you ever been the other woman? I introduced myself in this episode as the other man. Woman's two letters off, so I've almost been there. You've almost been there. Almost. And I'm just I've, the W-O-R. And I've been the wife. <laughs> but, and that's how Bartek and I became friends. We got revenge on revenge. No, that's, that's the word. We got, yeah, we avenged. Yeah. We revengade. <laughs> 
We got revenged we got, upon the world. The obvious leading is revengeance, yeah, but we got. It's re- not a word. That's just a bullshit thing that. It's like revenge and vengeance, two completely different things. It's the bullshit <laughs> title for Metal Gear Solid. What was it Metal, Metal Gear, Gear Rising? Oh. <laughs> I was going to say we got revenge on your fiance, but then no. we got caught up on the word. No, we should have said it was revenge on one of our on our guest for this episode who couldn't join us because they got revenged so hard that they couldn't physically attend. You know who you are, guest. They know. Bartek's nodding like... I don't know, but yeah. The joke is there's no one but the audience. Okay, yeah. But there so, might be. Yeah, but sometimes we had guests and they cancelled late and I didn't think that was the case this time. Oh, was it? But... They, 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 we could blame them let's, too. Let's pretend that it happened. Yeah. Dog balls. Yeah, he gets the beer. But Why are we whispering? That's a that's a real thing. Dog balls. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, real talk. Kicking, kicking. <laughs> it sounds like when you slam a trolley into another trolley. You know, kicking. It's so absurd. That I love that scene the most. We should make That's that... actually my favourite comedic moment in the movie is when the secretary goes behind her and goes, King. It's probably not and even, even a joke. <laughs> we should make that a running joke. Every time someone says King, we'll just act like we know exactly what they're talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, of course, of course, get King. It's like, oh, that's the end. Oh, wait, right, get King. Oh, shit, we gotta go. <laughs> I was really expecting at the end of the movie that he had finished his gazebo. Or whatever he was building, the well, extension he, on his house. Well, I got the email, and the text at the end of the film says, like, they spend their mornings there or something, right? And she's pregnant now with his babby. Mm-hmm. With his babby. <laughs> I'm allowed to bring it up. I brought up Spice World already. Yeah, and I indirectly brought up Scary Spice without mentioning her. How did you do that? When I was talking about how this film doesn't have a leading black lady, but then I said, oh, wait, Nicki Minaj. Oh, the new Scary Spice. You're right. Nicki Minaj is the new Scary Spice. There's people out there who want a live-action remake or interpretation of the Powerpuff Girls starring Nicki Minaj, Rihanna, and someone else. I can't remember who the other oh, one is. Also a black actress? Actress is a strong word. <laughs> well, I mean, they'd be acting in, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. film. And yeah. some other musician of note. Beyonce, I think. Uh, and they want them all to be like... Yeah, Nicki Minaj would be Bubbles and the blue one, the giggly girly one. Okay. And then Rihanna would be the green. Blossom, Bubbles, the green, and Buttercup. Green one. Buttercup. Green one. Yeah, that's Buttercup, yeah. is it? Yeah. And then Beyonce would be Blossom, and people want that. What I was thinking about was when you brought up Shrek before, I was thinking about how I can't wait for DreamWorks to catch on and do their interpretation of the Disney's making their own movies into live action feature films for no apparent reason. And I would really love it if uh, for that movie, Cameron Diaz is still Fiona and they get everyone back basically, but they only change like one person, and that would be they don't get Eddie Murphy back as Donkey. That's like the one they just they get someone that you wouldn't expect, someone from this movie, Don Johnson. How would that be? <laughs> Can you imagine Don Johnson as the Donkey? He's already halfway there. He's got Don in his name. 
I didn't think of that. Yeah, exactly, right? Donkey Don Johnson. It's, well, we it's all there. We can't get Don Rickles, so it has to be Don Johnson. It's uh, you're exactly right, and we can't get uh, Don Don Wilson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don is there Don? Who Don Wilson? There's someone who's called Don Wilson. Sounds familiar. Don Wilson. There's someone out there called Don Wilson, not related to Patrick Wilson. Um, is he related to Owen, Luke, and other Wilsons? Maybe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Wilson, I think. Yeah. I love, I love that reaction. Mm. <laughs> Tasty. Mm. There are more actresses, act- actors, actors named Wilson. I can't wait for when they actually do do their versions of Shrek, and they're just so, gonna hold on. When you said do them live action for no apparent reason, and this is like literal live action, not of like, course, not Disney live action, which the Shrek films kind of were. No, well, well no mixture, I guess. Where. Let's not count Lion King, but we got the new Aladdin movie coming out, and that's live action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah. And, you know, we had Cinderella, and we had Beauty and the Beast. It's only the Lion King movie that makes no fucking sense as a live action movie. I mean, Jungle Book had live action elements, at least. It had a person in it. Okay, I see. Which is a step up from <laughs> Lion King 2019. Ryan's prediction? That movie's going to make money, but it will still suck. Predicted? Correct. I love the trailer for that movie because it's just so fucking funny to l- watch their emotionless faces in the emotional scenes you remember from a kid giving you a tear in your eye, mm. like Simba reacting and having to run, run away. Run, Simba. And you're watching okay. it and it's just like Simba just looks like, meow, I'm a cat. Like I'm just some kind of... Like cats always Out of all the something. animals you could choose... Felines are some of the most emotionless to capture when it comes to facial expressions, right? With like, that, at least, like, at least, like when their eyes are wide open, there's something going on there. But I think Simba creepy. Sh- you mean creepy? When cats have their eyes wide open, there's a creepy element to them. Oh well, when I think of when my cat did, it was more like he was really alert about something, or like oh yeah, yeah, shocked. Yeah. But like in that shot of uh, the Lion King. Maybe Simba I'm literally looks maybe like, I'm misremembering what? it, but isn't it kind of like the the lion equivalent of resting bitch face going on? It's basically just bland. It's just like it's if you drew two dots and one line with no like curve to it, that's the expression he has. <laughs> and then you have the guy who's doing the voice of Sim uh, of Scar, who's the guy from Twelve Years a Slave, the main guy from that. Paul Giamatti. Yeah, I'd love it. <laughs> How good if you know you know what if you had to cast Paul Giamatti in Lion King, who would you cast him as? Because I know exactly who I would cast him as, but I want to hear your view. I feel like the easy answer would be Pumbaa. Ah, not what I was going to go with, but it is an easy answer. Yeah. Hmm. I guess if it's the easy answer that I immediately jump to, it has to be my answer. Yeah. I have two alternatives. I think he could be great as a hyena. Yeah, that was also what I was thinking. But also, because let's not forget, we know Paul Giamatti is more silly actor, but when he does serious stuff, he, he even though he's not British, Zazu. Mm, that How was... great would he be, be a Zazu? Like, imagine yeah. him, he would just be like, well, Fasha, <laughs> it's me, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> no, Zazu. It's me, <laughs> Zazu Amati. <laughs> Paul Zazu Amati. It's making you sound Italian. <laughs> and then, finally. And then, like, you know, you have that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, I would love Paul Giamatti to be in every live-action interpretation as an iconic character. It's me, Gaston! <laughs> he doesn't gain any muscle. He's just slobby. 
Uh, for people listening to this episode that either don't remember or are new or just don't know anything because you're very smart, we we talk about Paul Giamatti fairly often on this show. We have not seen him since our second episode. <laughs> it's true we haven't, but we we learn we learned a lot from him and we yearn longingly. <laughs> <laughs> he was in our first two episodes And then never again, never again. But we mentioned him And both of those films we've were from 2002 him, And we've mentioned him like in 80% Of the content we've made I'd call, At some point he comes up I'd call that an exaggeration But it's definitely approaching Well, well I'll kick it up a notch These last few hours Let's kick it up Like it's me Paul Giamatti I would love it if Paul Giamatti was Mark In this And he's like pulling in all the pussy He's just like, hey, I'm married to Leslie Mann and I'm getting Cameron Diaz. What's with that? I'm Paul Giamatti. That's how he sounds, by the way. There's no alternative. That's exactly how he sounds. I'm a perfect impressionist. What's the name? What was the name of his uh, monkey in uh, Big Fat Liar? Mr. Something? Uh, Mr. Mr. Funnybone. Funnybone. And we never got an answer of why that was and where it came from. But that's not Big Fat Liar time. We're on the other woman time. Now, Bartek, if they did make the Shrek movies, he's obviously Prince Charming from Shrek 2. Yes, I can definitely see I it. mean, there's no ifs and or buts. If they ever did it and they didn't cast him, the world would be in an uproar. It's like when they did Detective Pikachu and they didn't cast Danny DeVito mm. and people were still in an uproar about it. They're like, what? Ryan Reynolds? Like, yeah, he's good, but Danny DeVito should have been the choice. <laughs> people are genuinely upset about that. Yeah, because that was the big thing about the, the video game localization. Like, if they're going to do it, they need Danny DeVito, and they didn't. <laughs> now they're having a movie where, you know, movie actor Danny DeVito wasn't cast. What, what a loss. We live in the sad universe. Like, every now and then we get good choices. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson. Perfect choice. But then it's just, like, James Woods as, like, uh, uh, um, what's his name in Aladdin? Oh, not Aladdin. In, uh, oh, Hercules. Hades. And as Hades. Hades. Yeah. Perfect choice. You wouldn't have expected it. But then, but then, then you get things like uh, Ryan Reynolds generic voice as Pikachu. Like, he's got the most generic voice, Ryan Reynolds. Like, I get it, he's smarmy and he does Deadpool, and I like Ryan Reynolds, but as a voice, he's just got the most generic kind of voice you could get. While Danny DeVito has that voice. Very different to Paul Giamatti. It's very different. Very character voice, and I, I guess you would call Detective Pikachu a character. And it has an unexpected aged quality to it. Like, Danny DeVito's always sound like he's old. Well, you know what I mean? Like, but not like an elderly man, but like an old man who's like your uncle. Like, let me tell up, you this story. We brought up Hercules. He's also in that. Of course. And he, he's basically playing, um, uh, what's his name the from Rocky? Oh, Mickey. Mickey. Yeah. He's being Mickey Burgess from Rocky. Meredith. Oh, you mean the penguin? Did he play the penguin? We've gone through this on the podcast. <laughs> he played the penguin in the Adam West Batman movie. Oh, the Adam West one. Right, yes. The only penguin. Because you know who played the penguin? In the Tim Burton ones. Danny DeVito! <laughs> We're back in a circle! <laughs> See, Danny DeVito's career in the late 80s and 90s was doing Burgess Meredith's roles. <laughs> Do you see this? I, with those two, definitely, yeah. 
I'm going to link it up. There's going to be a cork board next week where I have like a bunch of pictures of Danny DeVito and Burgess Meredith. None of them connected, but I have yarn attached to each one. And I'm like, question marks. And then I'll bring up that there was that 90s video game Ripper that had a bunch of live action actors in it. And two of them were Burgess Meredith and Paul Giamatti. Not Danny DeVito, though. Not Danny DeVito, though. Well, we'll leave it. Not Chris Walken. Oh, yeah, I know about this, actually. (laughs) So... Here's something I really want to point out. Look at Cameron Diaz now and how her outfits become colourful. She's incorporating white into her attire as well. Does she have flowers on that shirt? She has patterns. No, patterns, okay. But, you know, you're seeing that... Uh, and in this scene, you're being told very briefly that, is is your shirt see-through? And he's like, yeah, Toby, she is the big thing. And then, you know, Cameron Diaz has the same kind of attire. And, and the sheer outfit draws in... Kate Upton, look, she's just googly eye for him. As I would be too. I mean, it's Don Johnson, people. I mean, I'm mm, getting hot under the collar. Okay, they did meet in the film before the ending. Oh, you didn't realise that? It, it just, yeah, it just hit me now because... Oh, I knew that they were going to get together because they gave each other the googly eyes. Yeah, they did, but then the scene went on and they had all this like weirdness about like what the what the venue is. And no like, hands. Yeah, I guess I just forgot, yeah. You would go to this venue, yeah? I mean, if I was invited. Okay, I'll phone them up, ask them to invite you, and then... The venue itself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, let me just grab out my phone. Okay. Um, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, Ryan, beep, I don't know if you know this, because listen... Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> They're getting a phone call, okay? No, I don't want to talk to John McEnroe, the famous tennis player. I want to talk to the restaurant with the no hands. What were you going to say, Bartek? I'm on, just, I'm on hold right now. I was going to let the listening do, people know do, that you do, did bring do, a do, thing out of do, your pocket, do, do, but it's actually a tennis ball. No, it's my phone. And you actually dialed on the telephone too. Telephone, tennis, <laughs> tennis ball. <laughs> you know that it's a, it's a telephone now. Shit. It's been supplanted in your brain, and now you, whenever you go to the tennis court, you're like, no, that's a BlackBerry phone that they're hitting with a racket. When I need to dial someone and I don't, can't, don't have my phone in my reach, I'm going to say, can you hand me the telephone? tennis phone and i'm gonna be you know there's this great i can't remember which one it is i think it may be reply or some podcast where they broke down how donald trump has like one of the world's easiest phones to hack into yeah yeah and he's the president and it's just absurd that he has a phone that he can easily hack into (laughs) well you know what's hard to digitally hack into Nicki minaj's ass because it's pretty big i was gonna say a tennis ball but i'm sure that's true yeah. I mean, she writes about how easy it is to get all up in that ass. She says her ass will put you out night like night NyQuil. That's is a it? lyric she has. Okay, yeah. I was about to ask, is that a lyric to a song or is this like a memoir she wrote? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, my name's Nicki Minaj. My ass will put you out like NyQuil. Memoir. So she writes Bestseller. I, I imagine she does. Okay. I love Nicki Minaj in the way that I hate all of her music. I do not care for her at all. But I love the fact that she is just shamelessly one of those pop stars who is nothing but a generic corporate pop star, but also feeds off being uh, a champion of women's rights and diversity, even though her songs and her image are all about being a whore. Mm. I love it. You know what I mean? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. I fucking love it. I love it's just like, 
I love women. And then her song will be like, fuck me in the pussy because I'm a whore and I want money for crack. And you're just like, yes, yes, Nikki. And I love people online are like, yes, Nikki is queen. She's such a representative. And you're like, of what? Of being a fucking whore? I mean, I guess that's a market to represent. I mean, we haven't had enough female pop stars representing the hoes and whores out there. Sorry, Madonna, move over. We've got a new whore representative in town. Her name's Nicki Minaj. Is she where the Yas Queen line came from? I don't know where that came from. Oh, I didn't even know where Yeet came from until we had to do My Super Ex-Girlfriend and Luke had to inform us. And apparently it's just a noise people make when they throw things. I don't know. Yeah, it's. I've heard both. It's like... Uh, excitement, but it's also throwing. But I mean, I throw yeah. in excitement. I never throw in sorrow. What I throw? Can you imagine throwing <laughs> in sorrow? <laughs> and like it's raining, you're like, oh. it's like I don't want to save you, but you need this, and you're too far away. Because from me to at hand the end of the movie, Leslie Mann throws away her rings in joy and sorrow mixed combined because she's becoming a new woman. Mm. It's very emotional. It was one of the best scenes in the film, honestly. In terms of the non-comedic part of the film. This scene reminds me of... Do 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 jog my memory. We recently, I want to say fairly recently, did a movie... Oh, oh, it was the A Beautiful Mind. No, not A Beautiful Mind. Uh, so we did do an Oscar winner. <laughs> um, Collateral Beauty? Collateral, you knew it! Where they were walking through a park like this and they spent 40... Like, a minute and 40 seconds panning up above them from a bridge. Remember that? Well, that, that was the ending, right? Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of this location. It actually... You know what? This this reminds me of a different film we've done that has Will Smith in it. Winter's Tale? Yeah. Oh, man. You know, I feel so fucking glad I live in a time in which I've been able to see my favorite TV series, Star Trek be revived by J.J. Abrams. And when I say revived, I mean stabbed to death brutally in front of me and people watching it bleed out tell me, Ryan, it's good. Get over it. Stop crying that it's dying in front of you. To then see it be transformed into a TV show made by the people who also made the J.J. Abrams movies now. But now I live in a time in which I get to see Patrick Stewart's great character of Captain Picard be handled by the filmmaker of Winter's Tale. Oh, that's where you go. Okay. I'm just so glad I live in a time in which I can see Captain Picard's story be told in the current day by the filmmaker of the very strongly cohesive story of Winter's Tale. I'm just so glad I live in a time in which I watched Winter's Tale, the movie where Colin Farrell rides a Pegasus with no explanation. And I'm so glad I live in a time in which I get to see that movie have the filmmaker and writer of it helm the Picard TV show. I'm so glad. I was wondering where that was going. Bartek's looking at me and he's like, Ryan, why are you smiling so much from ear to ear? I'm just so excited to see Captain Picard be handled by such a strong, bold, independent visionary. Akiva Goldsman, keep at it. I was laughing because I I didn't know if it was connected to anything or it was just a random Star Trek rant. Okay, but it was connected. Random Star Trek rant in three, two, one. No, no, I won't do it. It's too much. <laughs> you, you, you look, you look scared. No, I was, I was, I was curious. But I was just hoping. It was are short. you Star Trek curious? Because I don't know what that means. Well, it means are you curious to watch Star Trek? 
Maybe. I don't know. Oh, give it a go. It's on Netflix. They're all on Netflix. All right. In Australia. Give it a go. Okay. I'll watch give... the last episode first. Of which? Of the the middle one. You don't even know, do you? <laughs> no. You tell me what you think the middle Star Trek television show is. So, hold is. on. I, I think I know the names. There's the original... Which is just called Star Trek. There's yeah. Next Generation. Uh, yeah, you're correct. The most recent one's Discovery. Oh, you know that, do you? Yeah. Um, there's one called Voyager somewhere in yeah, there. Yeah, that's correct. Um, you got two more. There are two more. Shit. <laughs> uh, I kind of got the fingers right. Um, the one I said just Oh, wait. Then... Three more, sorry. Oh, three more. Never mind. Um, Enterprise is the ship. It's not a name of a series, is it? It's an MF series. As oh, well. okay. That's a prequel show that uh, Discovery is totally not ripping off. Okay, so that's four of seven, was it? Yep. Um, Keep going. You got you got two left. Two left. Um, first contact. No, that's a movie. That's a movie. That's a next gen movie. Okay. Do you want me to end this misery? Yeah. For what you? is it? Okay, so it goes Star Trek. Yep. Star Trek the Animated Series. Oh, okay. Star Trek Next Generation. Mm-hmm. Star Trek. I'm pretty sure it goes uh, Star Trek Voyager? Star Trek Deep Space. No, no. Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Star oh. Trek Voyager. And St- Star Trek Enterprise. And Star Trek Discovery. Why I hesitate on Voyager is because Voyager's the one that ends last, like, in terms of in timeline. That's the last of Star Trek, like, in the timeline of chronology that we have been up to. Okay. Because they get lost in space, and when they come back, it's happened over the events of DS9, which is all Space Wars. I've, I've heard of Deep Space Nine, but I didn't know it was a Star Trek thing. I thought it was just... Or as some thing. actors I, 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 from yeah. Star Trek Next Generation call it, Next generation, lovingly call it Deep Throat Nine, <laughs> because that show took itself way too seriously. Like I love it, a lot of people do, but it is the very serious show where it's like we're doing the Holocaust in space. That's also a show with the goofy Ferengis, where they're like money grubbing space Jews with sharp, pointy teeth and big ears. All right, I've heard of that. I haven't heard of the animated series. You would love it, okay? Because they do unnecessary close-ups. Like, really, really close close-up. So you have a scene where Captain Kirk's talking. It's all the cast. And then it'll just cut to a close-up of just his face. And it's like, <laughs> it's a cartoon. You know what I mean? It's so weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll show you some stills from it. It's so funny. And it's also got that very cheap 70s animation where it's just like very bare-bones generic. But it's so great, this animated series. People often skip over it. I nearly did, but yeah. um, I would love it. If in this movie here, The Other Woman, which you're watching, if it got a sequel, in which it was called The Other Man, in which Leslie Mann gets a new, like, fella, uh, and she cheats on him. And then, you know... Oh, turn to villainy. Turn to villainy, and Cameron Diaz has to team up with the husband <laughs> to to stop her from being... Okay, so Cameron her... Diaz is not going to be a hypocrite. No, Cameron Diaz has morals. Right. And M... Uh... And um, Kate Upton. Her mum. Her mother, who's played brilliantly by Bette Midler, <laughs> <laughs> comes in. And she's just like, listen here! Even though My she husband, looks- Paul Giamatti, and I! <laughs> she's like 20 years younger, but she speaks like that. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I'd 
know. When you become a mum, that's how you speak. Well, Bette Midler. Or stepmom, yeah. Bette Midler, that's just how she speaks all the time. No, no Bette Midler's Kate Upton's real-life mum. Oh, I was talking about Kate Upton being Cameron Diaz's mum. because she... well, well, Cameron Diaz doesn't allow her to be that, remember? That's the end credits thing. True, but she's she literally a stepmom, yeah. Well, well, yeah. Literally, but, you know, Cameron Diaz doesn't have to call her that. She doesn't, but that's... And Cameron Diaz's that's... main character. It's just her title. But Cameron Diaz's main character. So is Kate Upton. She's billed. No, 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 no. She's a lead actress, but not the main character. There's always a difference between them. Oh, politics. of course, yes. You've watched enough movies. I've watched. I mean, at least let's. Seven. I mean, if we had to go that way, it's always like one of my favorite things is in Tim Burton's Batman movies. It's like uh, Jack Nicholson was top build, yet he's not Batman. Mm. But he's Jack Nicholson, so it's okay. But it's okay because when you watch the 1989 Batman, the Joker is the main character yeah, of that movie, yeah. so it's fine. <laughs> Because no one cares about Batman. Batman fucking sucks unless it's the Adam West Batman where he's the most fascinating thing about the whole thing. I stand by that. I know there's some listening people out there going, <laughs> My Christopher Nolan, he made Batman. No, you're fucking lying to yourself. In Christopher Nolan's Batman movies, the best part is the Joker or the Scarecrow or Raj Agul. Batman's fucking boring. He's just so boring. I, I like the idea of him, but when you actually watch these feature-length movies with actual physical actors is the least interesting part, except for Adam West and Batman, where he's the most interesting part. You might say, for the wrong reasons. Well, they're reasons nonetheless. Fuck you. I know you did the thing where you, like, interrupted what they were saying, but, like, you just made them sound like he invented Batman. Who, Adam West? Christopher Nolan. Oh, like, he made think... Batman. No, <laughs> oh, they think that he did, though. They're like, now nah, we finally got Batman. What are you talking about? Batman was made in the 40s, I think. 30s. Am I wrong? 30s. 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 Late, Damn Detective Comics. Late 30s. Yeah, yeah. Late 30s. Okay, so almost 40s. It's almost. It was before the Americans got into the war. That's what's important. Did he ever punch Hitler? Did you know Wonder Woman was made by a man? I, I'd assume so. Who made the polygraph? Okay. He was like a psychologist or something, and he was in a polyamorous relationship. Mm. And he, I think he based Wonder Woman on, like, not his wife, like the other one in the relationship. There's a whole movie about it, actually, that came out two years ago with Luke Evans, who we know from Three Musketeers. Mm, I haven't heard of this, no. It's like, uh, Ma- his name's like Masters or something, but spelt weirdly, like with an E in there, in a different place and whatever. But uh, Masterson or something rather, and he's Wonder Women. Very interesting guy. And uh, yeah, yeah, the Lasso of Truth, Polygraph, and all kind of links in together. And uh, his wife was the one that suggested, make it a lady, you know, and all that kind of stuff. You're, you're, you're right, Wonder Woman would be weird to be played by a man. Well, you know, and then when he died, Wonder Woman went away and then she came back because 70s happened where feminism happened because in between then she was like the one cooking for the Justice League and making them sandwiches and like (laughs) cleaning the Justice League hangout. Like that's what she was. But when she was done back in the 40s, she was like this guy's BDSM fantasy of this like dominatrix-esque kind of woman who also gets bound and gagged and stuff but she's like takes no shit because she's a strong woman wonder woman now that would be a great wonder woman to see so she was the one makes but there weren't there other like women in super friends or whatever i don't think so hawk lady 
Wasn't there a Hawk lady? Maybe. Was that Hawk Man? I don't know. You, she's the most well-known female the, superhero of them all. And what any about comics. what about the female Wonder Twin? <laughs> You're right. You got me there. <laughs> it bothers me sometimes that you know little pieces of information like that, <laughs> but then you you couldn't recognize Mark from this was also in Gods of Egypt. Which we had analysed on this show. Like, that's the thing that... I didn't remember his actor's name. Yeah. And I didn't have the connection of his big role, so... Big meaning physically large, because he was, like, 20 feet tall in God's Reach. No, I'm talking about his his Game of Thrones I have to bring it up! Damn it! He's huge in that movie. He's huge. A lot of people were huge in that movie. <laughs> but he was the main huge Yeah, but... When I Gerard think... <laughs> Butler was bigger, but he was huge still. Yeah, but I laugh at the fact that <laughs> Jeffrey Rush was raw and he was huge. But what about Gerard Butler now? He didn't do an accent. Yeah, I remember. What about Brian Brown in that movie? And how he was his dad. Australian actor Brian Brown as this guy's as Mark's dad in this movie. He should have played his dad in this movie. They would connect the Gods of Egypt universe. Was, wasn't the guy? Wasn't the black guy in that film someone that's? Oh, you mean Black Panther? Oh yeah, he's Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. With his weird English accent that he's doing in that movie, and it doesn't work. He's Thoth, I think his name was. He's the brainy one. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't get the riddle right on his first go. It, it reminded me of Cutting Class, where it's like the maths equation is this. I figured it out, then walks into an <laughs> obvious <laughs> trap. That was the exact same scene in Gods of Egypt, too, where it's like, I figured it out. It was just with the Sphinx, yeah. Now, back to this cinematic feature. Now, look at Leslie Mann. Her outfit has changed. She's wearing more just plain colours. She's wearing just a green and a white top. And she's not wearing these colourful... No flowers. No flowers, no, no childishness. She's grown up. The film has matured her. She's matured into a fully fledged woman. Even though they split up a moment ago because she had sex with him and Cameron Diaz was trying to prove a point, but the other two got really upset that she was trying to prove a point and they left because at the end of the second act, you got to hit that low point. Where they all separate? Mm. Like Shrek. <gasps> when the Shrek has the, <gasps> she's a liar moment. Remember that? Where he thinks that she's with him right, for right. not the right Wait, That's reasons. when he overhears her conversation with Donkey. Yeah, because, you know, movies, right? That was like... I remember... Yeah, that was like right before the beginning of the film. I remember as a kid that... I remember that's one of those first instances in which I, as a child, could understand the mechanics of storytelling. Like, you know, when you, Mm. at some point, could realise... Maybe even people now don't. But, like, there was some point when you watch a movie and you can just... You realise for the first time, oh, there's a structure. There's a mechanic here. I remember that very vividly with Shrek, with that moment where I'm like, oh, God, we're doing this. I remember as a kid being like, oh, do we have to go through this? Like, yeah, it's just slowing. And I remember being as a kid thinking, this is just slowing down the adventure. And I'm thinking, why am I thinking about this? And then I thought about it more and I'm like, oh, because movies have storytelling structures that need to happen. And as how old would I have been when that movie came out? It was like 2001, I think. So like eight, I don't know. Yeah, eight or nine. And Mm. as an eight or nine-year-old kid, I'm like, oh no, shattered, illusions broken, Shrek. When I was a kid in primary school, they used to put on Shrek all the time. It was a popular one. The movie to watch was Shrek and Shrek 2 and the special features. Mm. Or... I remember very vividly, a teacher stopped a lesson one time, like, when we were in private school, it was a year three or four, 
and we had to go downstairs and they had set up a TV with the video player in it because they had recorded something and we had to watch this very, very important Bartek. We had to stop learning. Do you want to know what we had to watch or do you remember the story? I don't remember the story, but is it Shrek related? No, we had to watch season one's finale of Australian Idol to find out who won Australian Idol because apparently that was very important. Okay. Because it happened the night before. Right. And the teacher recorded and she brought it in so that we could all watch as Guy Sebastian won Australian Idol. And I remember sitting there as a kid thinking to myself, what am I doing here? Like, you know what I mean? Like, as a child, you're thinking, what is going on? Why am I here <laughs> watching Australian Idol? I don't give a shit about Guy Sebastian's career. Who apparently still has one after all these years? I didn't know that. Like, he's a Hillsong boy. He's a good Christian boy. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I don't know much about him. And now he has his eyes open, because back then, he, he had those really squinty Asian eyes where he could mm. barely open them, but now he has big eyes. So, hold on. Here's the thing. Is she of color? Oh, yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah, fair enough. She's a bohemian. Mm. Is that the correct term for someone from the Bahamas? Because they said that in the movie. I don't and I, and think I, and so. And I raised my hand in the air and went, ah! Is that correct? I don't think that's a denomination of a of a location, is it? I thought that was a, a more ideal. Yeah, but she's saying it because they're from the Bahamas. Yeah. So it's like, what do you call someone from the Bahamas? Is it kind of like lesbian can be gay woman or person from Lesbos? Like yeah. Kind of that thing? I don't know. But that is someone from Lesbos. We actually know that that's what they're called. Yeah. But... Jamaicans are Jamaica from Jamaica. Like, what do you call someone from Bahamas? Do you actually call them Bohemians? Maybe. I or I thought you called them Bahamans. Well, the 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 bank that had Royal Bahamas thing, maybe. But that's because they're from the Bahamas. Yeah, but uh, I thought they would just be called Bahamas. What about, what's wrong with Bahamian? I don't know. <laughs> it's too much like Bohemian. Now, Bartek, I wanted to get your opinion on something. I had a view here. Usually in the, these type of movies, there comes a point where the villainous guy might stumble across them knowing. Yeah. Before they're supposed to. And I actually thought... There was a line earlier that, like, didn't go anywhere with that. I was very worried during this scene. I went, oh, no, they're idiots. Why would they be out at a nightclub looking for Dick? When he's still in the Bahamas, when he's a guy who goes out to the nightclubs looking for pussy. I thought he was going to stumble across them. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I thought this was a very dangerous move on their part because they're trying to be inconspicuous. Sorry, she made a face. I don't know what that was, Cameron, but it was a face nonetheless. And I thought, whoa, this is a very dangerous move, but then it never happened, never led to anything, and they just got away with their plan with no obstacles. Yeah. Early, so it was very weird. Earlier when we were talking about Will Smith and, and the familiar location, the park, um... Cameron Diaz did mention, like, oh no, I, maybe it was Kate Upton. One of them brought up, like, yeah, I was talking to him, and I think he might be suspicious or something. Yeah, it was, it was Cameron Diaz because she yeah. was like, I have to give him sex. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, that didn't really go anywhere. And I guess that, that definitely was a possibility here. It didn't quite occur to me because I think through most of this film, even though I did enjoy it, I was thinking, like, I, I guess this is, like, kind of typical chick flick kind of thing. Like, are they they're going to have a scene where they're having fun or something oh, yeah. like that? So, I, I don't know. Did you have fun? I mean, I'm not a chick, so... So, no flick for you. Off it is. No, 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 no. I get the flick, but as a man, I am not to have fun. And yeah, that's, that's right. That's all it is. Because girls want to have fun. 
that's Ryan. I don't know if you know this, but the song's actually in this film. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Yeah, I can't remember what scene it happened. <laughs> I can't either, but I remember the song was there. Maybe really? it was. Maybe it was the I revenge mean... montage. I, I really know. don't remember that. Well, I'll have to keep oh. an eye out for the credits. I, I, genuinely, I brought that up as a joke because I thought it was obvious. I genuinely don't remember if that song was actually in this no, movie. it is. It is. I'm going to take you away, but I'm still going to keep an eye out because I genuinely don't remember in the list of striking so- up. In the list of songs, it's going to be on the left half, the right half of the screen. Why? Because they list songs left and right, like, two at a time. Yeah, but why do you think it's going to be on the right side? Because I saw it there. Oh, you actually did see this? I heard it, and I saw it in the credits. Wow. Because I was looking for a particular song that was um, Did you find it? Yeah. What was it? It was the song that was playing during the credits. Which is? Um, I'm Coming Out, and in brackets, The Other Woman Remix. Is it like the I'm... I don't know what the I'm Coming Out song is for there to be it's the a, Other it's Woman It's a song remix. that I heard a long, long time ago. My stepbrother was listening to it, and I'm like, I haven't heard this song in forever, but this sounds a bit different. Is it different to the I'm Coming Up, So You Better Get This Party Started by Pink? Yeah. That's do, you, a... do you want to hear a funny thing about Pink, the mm. musician? You know Pink. Yes, yes. She on Twitter said that her favourite colour is yellow. Mm-hmm. And then she said, oh, wait, no, because her name is Pink. Just just beautiful. <laughs> There's many people who have done that too. There was like another one. I can't remember. There was someone else out there that was like, my favorite flower is this, but then they're named after a flower. And they're like, wait, no. And on and on it goes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think it was like Ruby Rose. I was like, my favorite of crystal is blah. I was like, wait, no, no. Um, I guess it's a joke, but like, wouldn't it be interesting to have your favorite not be the thing you're named after? Well, but they name themselves after these things, so. Does it have to be a favorite though? I mean, if you named yourself after a color, wouldn't you name it after your favorite? I don't know if I look like a green or a purple. I don't know. You make me green. Well, that'd be you then, Ryan Green. I mean, well, Well, that that is a last (laughs) name uh, I technically have. Yeah, I know. I just realized that. (laughs) (laughs) So, Bartwomley. Well, that's a pronunciation of the letters, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I speak Polish. How fucking dare you? I, I was going to go say Barcenzo, but I feel that's, like that's too that's, much that's of a, a while ago. deep reference to our most recently released Mystery Box episode that came out a couple of days ago. Um, yeah, that film's in full on YouTube. Every video, every <laughs> video that we've watched it's in one the Mystery it's... Box, except for one, is basically all on YouTube. It's one of those things where it's like part of the screen but at least it's like inside a tv so you get like all of his eyeballs like rodney dangerfield's big old eyes you get zoomed in on them like every scene is Sorry, zoomed may- in may- on his eyes maybe not cropped is not the right word but it's like put into like a tv screen like an old-timey tv <laughs> why i don't know copyright so bypass? i don't know the movie's ending what did you think of the magical adventure we did go on and what did you think of the conclusion which we are reaching I mean, I did talk about how the 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 dark side of him being revealed was was you know a, a big big jump from how his character was presented throughout this film. I and I did I did want a little bit more to have happened beforehand leading up to this, but I thought that it was handled you know pretty well. I thought that you know the the humiliation that he got. Was more than more than fulfilled. Yes. Sorry, Nicki Minaj's Nicki Minaj's ass is on screen again, and it's just detracting from the scene. Again, it absorbs everything it touches. 
even when it's just a head. Can you imagine? I just can't imagine what it's like to to be her, like in everyday life. You know, like is it difficult for her to get a big fat ass through doors or like to sit down in a chair? Is it like? You see, you know what I mean? Like, is it, like, it must be, like, I want to know what the daily challenges are of being Nicki Minaj and having that fat ass, like, that huge ass. I, like, I guess you can't go through Jaws, Jaws, Doors. That I are... would love it if she couldn't go through the film Jaws. <laughs> She's just like, no, my bottom keeps shitting itself every time the music kicks in. Yeah, because it gets squeezed out. Um, no, uh, you, you can't go through Doors that are ajar. I, I love the idea that the shark from Jaws, which is called Bruce, isn't it? I think it has a name. That's Finding Nemo. Is it? I swear people have named the shark in Jaws retrospectively a name. Maybe it is just called Jaws. Was it? Yeah, that's what I thought. That it can't eat her because its jaw can't extend <laughs> wide enough <laughs> to eat that ass. <laughs> like it just gets locked jaw. It sounds like a, a fucking <laughs> South Park joke. <laughs> <laughs> like it just can't it just gets locked jaw it's so absurd but oh, sorry I'm yawning because he hasn't broken his face yet I love yeah, that it, yeah. this movie has extreme things like vomiting and explosion of blood on glass I was shocked I was genuinely like what because in a movie like this, you wouldn't get like him smacking his face and blood squirting out. You would get the goofy, squished face mm. on the thing. It made me remind me of Freddy Got Fingered, where the kid always gets injured and he gets more and more injured. Yeah, yeah. That's what it reminded me of in this sequence. I just, he, it just made me think that maybe he's secretly a bird, because isn't that a thing? Like, <laughs> birds can't tell when there's glass in front of them, so they smack into it. I love the idea that you think that, that he is secretly a bird person. Like... He's actually, because most people often say that Cameron Diaz has like a bird lady quality to her, but you're depositing the idea that it's, in fact, Jamie Lannister who's I'm the bird I'm depositing that it's the person that keeps running into glass it's without realizing it's there. It's also, it also always makes me think of that gag on The Simpsons where um, Dr. Doctor Nick is like, if it's greasy... Rub it on some paper. If the paper goes clear, it means you can't eat it. And then Homer, d- and then he does an example of like rubbing it on a on a wall, and the wall goes see through, and a bird smacks into it. Do you remember that? Maybe that's a gag in The Simpsons. I love it. Um, see, look how greasy this crusty burger is. He rubs it on the wall, and the wall goes see through. Um, that's him. He's the bird in that sequence. He's like, ah! I love this notion that he's a bird, that he just can't tell what glass is. <laughs> but only only when he's uh, being found out. Well, we have no evidence to the contrary of that, though. Yeah, that's true. He could be bumping into glass everywhere he goes. This is the only time we see him in totally glassed location. That is true. There are windows in his house, but you wouldn't walk out a window. No, exactly. Glass that goes from floor to we ceiling. We never see him near glass doors yeah. until this moment. So, in fact, there could be a whole universe out there in which he lives in a world in which he's like in the Three Stooges universe, in which it's like every physical, ob- everything is an obstacle physically for him to overcome. 
You know, in, in he the... lives in a slapstick world. Like in the previous Cameron Diaz movies that we've done, where it was Annie, where a guy lived in between the musical numbers. Yeah. <laughs> he, we are in the world in which we live in between the moments in which he's going through the slapstick universe, except for the end. Maybe this is set in the same universe as the Nintendo series Metroid, which apparently has bird people in it. Maybe yeah. he's like a bird person human hybrid. A hybrid? Well, he's clearly human. He doesn't look like a bird, but... I mean, he kind of looks like a bird now that you're pointing it out. <laughs> I mean, doesn't he? Caw, caw! That's what he's saying right here during this thing. Uh, he's not saying global bullshit or core bullshit. He's going, caw, caw, motherfucker, caw, caw! He's, look, he's flapping his wings! He's trying to... Out- yeah, he's trying to... <laughs> he's trying to outdo Kate King, Kate King. Kate King, Kate King! Look at him, he's totally birding it up. See, that was really unexpected. Yeah, I was like, wait, what the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah, and then you realise, oh, it's blood, because in a movie like this, you would get this. I was actually expecting her to kick him in the balls. Yeah. But we never get the kick in the balls. It did feel like, yeah, they were going to kick him while he was down. He pushes her, though. Yeah, she deserves it. Because he needs to log into his site, which is there immediately for him to look at. And I love that he loses it, though. Like, like I do love that he's completely insane by the end. Like, like all this cool, calm demeanor yeah. was all an act. This is the real guy who just wants money. And ooh, He had, like, two seconds to look at that glass, too, yeah. That's... I mean, Bartek, don't judge. I've seen you bump into things that were very obviously there. And I've done the same. We all have our Achilles heel, which I hope he didn't get slashed in by that broken glass. I I like the touch of, like, they're so shocked by what just happened that even though they do high-five each other, it's still, like, shit, man. It's like, did we win? I like the idea that Nicki Minaj is like, wow, I'm surprised my ass hasn't done that to every single glass object. Like, her ass just smacks into it and breaks it. It's not so much that she didn't see it. It's like she didn't account for her size, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and here he is. It's like, sorry, buddy, you parked in the red. And he's like, I'm barely in it. He's fully in it. <laughs> the car getting towed, that's like, you know, universal humiliation thing. You didn't have to be a bad guy to have that happen to you. But it's. Just I mean, sometimes touch. it usually happens to bad people. Remember in Liar Liar? It's been a while since I've seen that in my religion class. That's a big moment where he gets his car towed away and then he has to go get it and it has a huge scratch on the side. And they try and play oh, yeah, it off like yeah. it was there the whole time. And he's like, you're lying! Uh, oh, and there he goes. He gets punched by Don Johnson, who's now very sexily dressed, might I add. Don Johnson is also primarily known for having been a TV actor. I can't remember what show it was. It was a cop show. He was known for being in a cop show. I think it... It wasn't Hawaii Five-0. It was... I can't remember... It was the one where, I think it was, where he had the iconic look of having his suit jacket sleeves rolled up to his elbows. You know that iconic look? I guess, yeah. He did that. I'm pretty sure he's the one that made that a thing. So, I can't remember what it was. He's going to kick me in the shins. I thought it was going to end here when it had a freeze frame of them (laughs) clicking their glasses. Then the movie continues. Well, yeah, it cuts to an epilogue. And I was shocked. Well, it's not an epilogue, really, is it? It's just continuing on. But isn't this where we get the text? An epilogue also provides the idea that there's a prologue. Does it? You usually have a prologue and an epilogue. You don't just have one. I mean, I know they have the log thing in there, but like... Only Just Visiting has just a prologue and no epilogue. <laughs> I mean, I know that I know they have the same, like, word structure, but I don't think they, like, need each other or anything. 
I think you need an epilogue if you have a prologue. I think you can survive without having a prologue and an epilogue. You know what I mean? Like, it feels weird if your movie has a prologue and then no epilogue. Or story. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if you just had a prologue, it's weird. I don't know. I, I never really... The I... only time I can think of a prologue being a thing that works is horror movies. We have the little prologue at the beginning of the person getting brutally murdered by whatever the monster is to yeah. kind of let the audience know this is the real shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I've never really equated the two as, like, needing to both be in a film. I think I'm just, just not I think a lot of people think it's symmetry, you know? Like, structural symmetry is what you'd want there. Because if you set up in your film or your story that you do set up the logic that there would be an epilogue, you would suggest that there would be a prologue. Like, you know, in the brain it goes, it's a bit jarring when a movie does just do the freeze frame and they have the text explaining what happened to the characters. If you don't... At least have something assembling a prologue. I mean, this movie does, I guess, have a prologue with the Cameron Diaz point of view, and then you realize that they're not actually in a proper relationship because he's actually married to Kate's character, Kate King. Uh, you know what I mean? I guess that's technically a prologue, but yeah, I don't know. I think that I think of them as you should have them both. I think it's a little odd. I think it's more odd if you just have a prologue and no epilogue if it's not something like a horror movie or a crime TV show where the person gets murdered at the beginning and then it goes to them being like, we're going to solve the case, you know, like a CSI I, I, show. I, I, I think like the whole text thing is just like a very simple type of epilogue. I, I will admit, though, I, I wasn't expecting this film to be the type that would have one of those. So yeah. it was a bit Also, odd. when I think of an epilogue, I always think that they have an epilogue when the movie ends, and then they have a little bit of the credits, and then the, they come back for an epilogue. Well, it's definitely an epilogue convention that you could do. Yeah. yeah, they just didn't do it, so I found that odd. But Bartek, let's hear from you. Let's Give just, us your review let's and just, rating of this masterpiece. Let's just call it a denouement. Yeah. It's yeah. the end. Or a night and day. Or as some teachers Cameron I've is. had, denouement. <laughs> Who said that? My year 12 literature teacher. Who, what was their name? I... Can't remember her first name. Oh, you give me their last name. Who knows their teacher's fucking first name from high school? Are you insane? I, think, I don't mean I do, but like I think it was Ginnivan. Ginnivan. Wow, she's listening. She's very upset that you can't <laughs> pronounce their last name, and they're like, "Well, you it's can't mock me, Miss Ginnivan." <laughs> I think. I think you know what I've had. Th- I think I had three teachers that all pronounced it differently, but the first one. You know, said denouement. That's the correct one. Yeah, so I learned like, the correct one like first. It's like pronouncing it instead of déjà vu, déjà vu, déjà vu. Yeah, déjà vu. <laughs> it's like in the film Bernie with Jack Black, Matthew McConaughey plays the prosecuting attorney, and he goes, "You," and he's got a six thick southern accent. He goes, "You saw a Broadway production of Les Miserables," <laughs> and it's like it's uh, pronounced Les Miserables, and he goes. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know how to speak no fancy French words. And Jack Black just quips very, very elegantly. It's not that hard. <laughs> also, more directly to our show, Cop Out had homage, homage. Oh, well, that's okay, because it was Tracy Morgan saying it. So it's yes, okay. that's true. So hit us with your best shot of your review and rating for this. I loved this film. Of course you did. This film is not only great, it should be appreciated. That's, you know, not even taking into account that, you know, 13,000 jobs and all those hours of work were put into this film. This is a good film. It was a fun film. And I will admit, yes, I am a man watching this chick flick and there... W- That's confirmed, is it? Yes, I asked. Hashtag confirmed. Case closed. 
I asked. It's the fifth most searched answer on Google. <laughs> answer or question? Answer. You know how sometimes you ask a question in Google and it, like the first result. Oh, and you press "I'm feeling lucky." Oh uh, no, I never, I never press "I'm feeling lucky." But you know how like sometimes you ask a question and the first result isn't um like a link; it's just the answer. Or sometimes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you're right. Goes. Just want to have fun. Wasn't the movie? Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, the song song called Shanghai, as in like hello. Oh, uh, as in Shanghai Nights with Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> Bilingual boy, that's me. Oh, I do remember Bubble Butt. I do too. And it was very oddly placed in the movie, and I didn't understand why they didn't do it when Nicki Minaj was on the screen, or um, or the bikini, or when they played yeah. Royals. Yeah, I'm coming out the other woman remix. Yep, it was performed by Iggy Azalea. Oh, okay. Australian icon, Iggy Azalea, who none of us in Australia knew about until people in America were complaining about her being a problem and being like, these damn Australians bringing over these people like Iggy Azalea, and we're like, we've never heard of her. It's like when Steve Irwin existed as a thing in America, and they're like, but remember, let's not forget, Steve Irwin was mocked a little bit when he was alive. Mm. He became a top bloke after death. (laughs) Yes, I remember. Uh, And it was just like... People in America were like, oh, this is Australian guy. And we here in Australia were like, we don't know who the fuck Steve Irwin is. We've never heard of him until you guys got him over there. And he was like, our representative. We never heard of him before. Who the fuck's he? We never heard of him before. Who's this Crocodile Dundee guy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Crocodile Hunter. Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, but everyone knew Crocodile Dundee. Oh, right? We all knew who Paul Hogan was already. Yeah, he yeah. was already a big guy, but like... Yeah, Steve Owen was just no one. We didn't know who he was. It's it's so weird. But go on with your review. Or was that it? No, I loved it. And then I said I'm a bilingual boy. And then we talked about Bubble Butt. And then Iggy Azalea. Um, that's how conversations flow. Bubble Butt, Bubble, Bubble, Bubble Butt. <laughs> that was the lyric, wasn't it? It was very, it was very tough to translate those <laughs> lyrics. But they were them. Probably wouldn't work in another language. Got Do it nice in Polish. What's bubble and butt? Um, butt is poopa. <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding me. No, I've said it before. <laughs> and what's bubble? Um, I think it's very similar to bubble, but I might be wrong. Bubble poopa works, kind of. Slight tongue twisting going on there, but it kind of works. You need to learn the lyrics and give us a Polish cover. That's so good. This film is fantastic. It has brought us much joy. No fun, because I am a man. This is a chick flick, and that's just how it works. I cheated a little bit. I had a little bit of fun. <laughs> and this movie's against cheating. <laughs> it, it, that's Well, hold on. <laughs> Nicki Minaj isn't. Oh, she's pro-cheating. She's very pro-cheating. And that's just her in real life, if by the sounds of things. So. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Her ass is the pure one. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say that like one of her lyrics is like... Her ass is like NyQuil and puts you to sleep. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I did oh, say that. Uh, but, no, it was more than like, the wasn't bottom. Inviting lyric of some sort? Oh, many. But the bottom didn't grab the pen and put it to paper. It was sitting there going, don't write it. <laughs> the Nicky Pooper. That's uh, No, the bot has the voice that Reese thought Nicki Minaj had. <laughs> <laughs> don't write it, bitch. You're a stupid hoe. You're a stupid hoe. You're a stupid hoe. Don't write it. <laughs> 
my name's Nicki Minaj and I don't like Miley Cyrus. It's, it's, her, it's her new Jan Brady voice. Yes, but go on. Rating out of Nicki Minaj's ass, how much would you give this movie? Because that's a big, big number. Out of her ass, I give it literally just her pooper. Oh, wow, that's, that's her butt. It kind of sounds like pooper, doesn't it? Yeah, that's why I was laughing yeah. so hard. Why did you think I was laughing? Well, in pol- well, because it sounds funny. And also, I've said it before that... It sounds funny because it sounds like pooper. Yeah, and it's also funny for me because in Polish, um, you know, that's bum, but like for us, it's dupa, and poo is kupa. Oh man, you guys must really love those Mario games over there. Uh, that's why I always bring it up because, like, whenever I hear about the Koopa Troopers, it's like, and Troopa, I think, means corpse. So it's like poo Fuck. corpse. <laughs> so, I love this movie, of course. It has Cameron Diaz and. Um, you know, we mentioned months ago in our Q&A that we are slowly wrapping up the Unappreciated Masterpieces, and this will most likely be one of our last entries of Cameron Diaz in terms of being on this format of the show. Yeah, that I'm aware of. It's uh, bittersweet to say goodbye to Cameron. This is also her second last movie, I do believe. came out just before Annie. And we've already covered Annie, but it's so disappointing to know that she's no longer acting. She's retired by the sounds of things. It's been five years, people, since we've heard from her at all. And she has gone on just to be living her best life. Have you seen her on Graham Norton with David Attenborough? Yes. That was yeah. great. Um, She's cool. We'll miss her. I'll miss watching this film and reviewing it again. But uh, unfortunately, it is over. There will one day be a cartoon remake of The Other Woman by Disney in which they hire Nicki Minaj to do the voice of all the characters. She's got a very versatile voice range. It's it's set in the same universe as the Powerpuff Girls. And her ass puts people to sleep. That's her power in the movie. It's like, Mm. I'm Nicki Minaj! Um, no, give me not. Maybe that could be a thing. Like, you know how we did the Scooby-Doo film and the Brady Bunch movie, how they're, like, adaptations, but they're kind of a bit more cynical or edgy? Yeah. Maybe that could be, like, the one for the Powerpuff Girls, the other woman treatment. I'd love it. <laughs> so, if I can give this film a rating out of Nicki Minaj's ass, Thank I mean... You. I was going to say, you have to do it. I don't know how much one can, because Nicki Minaj's ass is so huge that one can't properly give... Like, also, I want to say 100%, like, it's as big as her ass, but nothing can be as big as that ass. So, I'd have to give it the size of Jupiter, which I do believe is the largest planetoid in the galaxy that we are in. Yes. Out of Nicki Minaj's ass, which I know you're saying to yourself, but Ryan, that's like space dust in comparison to the size of Nicki Minaj's ass. But it's still very big, guys, Jupiter. Like, it's almost as big as Nicki Minaj's Uranus. So, there you go. That's a pretty By big way, rating. this whole time when you keep saying out of Nicki Minaj's ass. Like pooping out of yeah, the bottom. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. I, wanted, I didn't want to spe- sp- specifically say that. I wanted the audience to mm. visualize that. Also, just then I accidentally said Mickey Minaj. <laughs> Mickey Mouse's pet rabbit, Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Mickey Mouse's pet rabbit, Minaj. Bubble butt, bubble butt, bubble, bubble <laughs> butt. What did the internet have to say about this bubble butt classic? The internet had to say of this bubble butt classic, bubble butt, some bubble, comments bubble, 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 and bubble. a review. I hope we get copyright striked for me singing bubble butt. <laughs> like they're like, you played the entire song in its entirety, and it's just me going bubble butt, bubble 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 butt. It's like the entire song. Bruno Mars is coming after you. And then no, then we asked like, why we we didn't sing the full song? Like no no no, we're not suing you for that. You stole the Kate King line. 
Okay. That's trademark to this film. I'd love that. <laughs> uh, the first comment I've gathered from the trailer that advertises this as a Nicki Minaj film... Which I did see advertised when yes. I was looking it up myself. <laughs> ...is, this is so damn cute. Lady friendships, douchebag vengeance... And I love Nikki, but what is up with movie clips labeling trailers with people who are hardly in them, especially when the rest of the actors are so famous? Yeah, it's confusing. Yes. Like, like maybe they think they, they need to get the Nicki Minaj demographic in. Like, they're not the type of people who would rush out to see this white lady movie. Mm. Where it's about a bunch the, of white collar problems. The Nicki Minaj fans and the Kate Upton fans apparently were the two big draws for a lot of people. Mm. Oh, Kate Upton does have some big draws. <laughs> Not as big as Nicki Minaj's. No. <laughs> LOL OMG, I love this. I've always wondered why the girls who find out their guy is cheating on them with another girl go after the girl when instead they should realize the other woman isn't the enemy the guy is this is so perfect looks like a really refreshing movie gonna see this oh, i'm i feel the refreshment of that review of that comment that was a comment well, well they're excited Very casual. did they ever see it do you think i hope they did they might have died beforehand mm. they sounded old I didn't read his review, but I saw that Roger Ebert gave it two out of four. I mean, he was dead by then, I'm pretty sure. Oh, so maybe it was just Roger Ebert. Or was he alive? Maybe he was alive. I don't remember when he died. It was the RogerEbert.com review. Well, I'm glad he liked it. Or someone (laughs) liked it off that website, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, the next comment is... Oh, and it starts with a quote. (laughs) Oh, good, I love quotes. Is it from this movie? Yes. Oh, good. Yes. We should kick him in the balls! And then that's the end of the quote, and then all caps, YES! FINALLY SOMEONE WHO THINKS LIKE ME! I'm glad someone thinks like you. And it's Kate Upton. Do you feel the representation? Hey, smack the microphone again, just one more time. We need the rule of threes. There you go, you did it. Struggled, yeah. but you did it. No, it's 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 awkward to read off a, off a netbook when you've got a microphone right in your face. Um, Next comment is, Is it weird that I want to watch this? I mean, seems like a chick flick, to be honest. It's weird that a woman wrote that. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Uh, I guess she's embarrassed by women, I guess. I mean, that's the lesson I've learned here. She doesn't want to admit that she's a woman. No, she's embarrassed by chick flicks. (laughs) And the final comment from YouTube is, John Tucker must die with adult characters. LOL, they even do the female hormone thing too. This literally looks like the same movie. I think I'd like it, since John Tucker Must Die is one of my favourite movies ever. Oh boy, do I have a podcast for you. Colin D. <laughs> do I have a podcast for you. Uh, excuse me, this film is... It's hard to rate them, but John Tucker Must Die ha- goes slightly above because it has awkward cake eating. Remember that? It was a cake fight, wasn't it? But then they tried to eat it too. Yeah, that's right. It's very awkward. And now we come to the IMDB review. Which stands for? Internet Movie Barter Days. That's correct. <laughs> and the title of this review is Ditsy Chick Flick Urban Fairy Tale. That's Ditsy Chick Flick Urban Fairy Tale. In brackets, bubble butt, bubble, bubble, bubble butt. <laughs> Can that be the outro music? T- nah, we'd get sued, wouldn't we? I'll just sing it. <laughs> um, it is from the 5th of October 2014 and is a 1 out of 10 review. Good. 
I'm glad that they loved it. Well, actually, Ryan, 1 out of 10 implies that they didn't like no, it. No, they accidentally meant to write 10 out of 10, but they just left the zero off. Ah, uh, of course. <laughs> I, I can't wait to hear their positive review. I can't remember the last time I marked a flick based on its political correctness, but it feels like it's time to do it again. <laughs> I think I'm ready to do this because of a somewhat recent dawning awareness that the key to the magic of film is its ability to weave a spell of myth. Oh, is that the key of its magic? I thought it was the fact that it was capturing moving images, but okay. And the things I find repulsive about the other woman, in brackets, T-O-W, are ultimately acting on the mythic level. Yeah, of course. Well, is it like Hercules, is it? Is this a Greek fable? <laughs> Zeus fucked them all? Yeah, I, I'm seeing which, it. Which, um, which, which mythology has a giant anaconda? <laughs> the Aztecs, I imagine. <laughs> Marketing types in the film biz went into full-bore development on this one. And what... Oh, this, this is... Just absorb it all. It is a French word. What de rigueur elements were brought to bear for this target demographic? I don't know. These are women as hot, sassy ditzers regardless of their pref- professional profiles, alcohol, affluence, the primacy of carnality, and a meat market sexual mentality. I don't know what they're saying, <laughs> but they're saying something. For, for their accidentally 1 out of 10 review. Yeah. They, they loved it. They used very fancy words for this, so they must have loved <laughs> they it. They used French, I think. I mean, that's French. Oh la la. That's French. They pitched this salad to the suits, got the funds, and set the wheels in motion. It's interesting to watch the flick while keeping in mind how sad it is that the system can muster these kinds of incredible production values to make something which is, at heart, reprehensibly soul-sucking. Yeah, it sounds like a very positive review. I'm thinking of something Sarah Silverman said to Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, good. That an aging woman's all-consuming struggle to fight the onset of wrinkles is exactly why her daughters aren't dreaming of their futures. <laughs> That's actually what's at the heart of the problem with T.O.W. A better example of a clearly articulated mythos designed to rob young ladies of hope could hardly be imagined. Yeah. The final piece of the puzzle of the existence of flicks like T.O.W. is the self-siphoning nature of the media market. Why do people, and brackets, as J.R. Bob Dobbs said... Who? (laughs) And they have a quote. Pay to know what they really think. Uh, Who? (laughs) (laughs) I guess he's some producer or something. Especially when they're paying to be reminded yet again to accept a status quo of women as venal or venal, consumption-worshipping, walking, man-servicing units. The writing is moderately artful for what it is. Some people here are crowing about how gosh darn funny T.O.W. is, I suspect they're a little too easily pleased, happy to take their soul poison with a spoonful of sugar. A modicum of 
the occasional witty turn of phrase, coupled with childish, over-the-top physical comic bits. So 10 out of 10 by the sounds of it. Man, they would have loved... And the last sentence is, oh yeah, and I really loved it. 10 out of 10. (laughs) What I think we need to say to them, if we could ever email them, you should check out Stepford Wives. They would love it. Yeah, they would love that movie. Uh, Bartek, thank you very much for joining the pod, as you usually do. You're welcome very much. I thank myself for bringing my physical presence here. I am the other woman. (gasps) (sighs) The other man. Wait, I'm the other man. You don't know my gender. Um, (laughs) You do, but you don't. I think you even said earlier you're a man in this episode. Uh, I'm the... Regarding Kate Upton. I'm the Katie Upton of the group. Not the Kate King. Kicking? <laughs> yeah, so, of course. Listening people, you can find us on the social media of Facebook and Twitter, Spit and Polish Presents. We are on the podcast. Well, Twitter pi- is Spit Polish Pre. Yeah, but you can still type us in and find us anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are on all the podcast platforming sites, not SoundCloud though, or MySpace. So, soz about that. Or on the YouTube as well. You can find us under the name Spin Polish Presents. Give us a review, a rating, a subscription, all of those good things. Spread us around like a disease. If, if you type in YouTube the fourth tenor with a third result. We deserve to be as huge as Nicki Minaj's butt cheeks. Is it big? Both of them. Hmm? Is it big? Bubble. Oh, so it's a... A, I've heard this term for a bubble butt. Yeah, dude. Bubble butt. By the sounds of it, you haven't even seen the footage of her where she just shakes it, like just I about. A, I might have seen a still image, but it's not the really, same really until you see yeah. it in real life. It's just so fake and weird. It's I creepy. get. I guess, like she's saying, I'm a stupid hoe. That's exactly it. So until next time, listening people, remember. To be kind to each other. (laughs) And don't forget. (laughs) And don't forget to be kind to each other, you stupid, stupid ho, stupid ho, stupid, stupid, stupid ho, bubble butt, bubble butt. Wait a moment. How come they sound the same? Could it be that the rap industry is very limited these days when it comes to lyricism and music? I think Eminem had a song just like that, yeah. Yeah, it was Venom, Venom. (laughs) (laughs) Venom, Venom butt, Venom, Venom, Venom butt. Gotta go get him in my denim. <laughs> Did you sing about denim? <laughs> no, but it was like so close. <laughs> the only thing you could rhyme with venom is get him or denim, really. That's all he's limited with what you can rhyme with venom. What about? Gotta let him. What about venom? What about theorem? I got some theorem <laughs> in my venom, venom, denim. Let's have next time. Venom, venom, gotta go get him. What's, what's that? What's that medical vaccine? Oh, serum, serum, serum. Gotta get some serum in my venom. Doesn't really work, but I'm rhyming because I'm in M&M. venom. Venom. <laughs> That's how you ended up. So. Well, you said that you'd end it with bubble butt. So. Bubble, bubble, bubble butt. Bubble, bubble butt. Bubble, 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 bubble butt. Bubble butt. Bubble butt. Bubble butt. Cake king. <laughs>